fellow heroes and welcome to the digital round table where me mario and my co-host jeff hi are gonna talk to you about movies video games much more the industry we love to have you here you can always catch us live at 8 30 p.m central time join in the chat tell us what you think if not Follow us, subscribe on YouTube, give us a comment in the section below, hit that like button if you enjoyed what you saw, and if you can't catch us on YouTube or if you want to listen to us on the go, we're also on your local podcast streaming service of choice. I say local, I'm pretty sure they're they're world bound, like <laughs> uh, Spotify. You local is in like, like nearby, like, right, like you, nearby. you can get these very close to you. You, you can reach you for them. <laughs> there. And Apple Podcasts. Wow. What? Um, yeah. Today, we're going to be, uh, before we get into spoiler territory, we're going to be into non-spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the film, feel free to uh, sit back and listen. Uh, we're going to be talking about Dune. And let me tell you, let me tell you, my first impressions, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was I was surprised at how much I actually liked it. Cool. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Do you enjoy it? Do you like I, I it? Thought, I, I thought you were gonna like go on a thing and then throw it to me, but that was that was very quick. Yeah, that's. Not, I mean, I liked it. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? Did, did you like it? Do you enjoy it? Do you just uh, think it was all right? Well, it's oh, that's an interesting question because I, I have to give you. The strict. Uh, oh man, this this movie is going to be difficult to talk about. Okay. I, uh, because I, I I'm going to answer your question. Did I like it? And I will say no. Ooh. Okay. But if you were to ask me, do you think this movie is good? I would say yes. Interesting. Okay. And that's why I say it's kind of complicated because this movie is not bad. Like like I, mm-hmm. I I'm ta- I'm I'm sort of prefacing my feelings on this movie in case anybody like really loves it or is like a hardcore fan of the book. And that's just like, okay, there's nothing wrong with this movie. It is not bad. It is perfectly fine. It is a good movie. The visuals are amazing. The score, which we can like get into the weeds about as, as we talk is incredible. Mm -hmm. That being said, I have no personal connection to the characters i did nobody really connected with me i don't really care about what's going on um uh it's been publicized obviously this is only part one of the story part two has yet to uh be released let alone made let alone uh prepped because Warner Brothers is waiting on the box office reports of this one to see if it's worth completing the story. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and that being said, if part two never happened, no skin off my back. Okay, that's interesting. And that's just that's just that's just my my take on it. So I had a hard time um, putting putting my two cents on this uh, on this film, right? Uh, I purposely went into this film 100% blind. Like, I purposely went into it um, not wanting to know anything. I didn't want to have a bias. I wanted to experience the film. Because a lot of times I go in and I watch, like, these superhero films. And I already know how they're going to end before they begin. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. I wanted to I wanted to see if if this film kind of like stacked up to a general audience, which would be me, and also helped a um like the fans of 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 the series. And I think I, I think it actually did. I think it, it did well because I after I watched the film, I went and I and I began to look into it and began to see what other people were saying about it. And the film does to me is a great job. So like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I liked it, and I'm also gonna say it's a good film. It's, it's a, it's a film that, um, it's one of those films that I think was really refreshing for me because uh, I, and I was thinking of this as I was watching the film. It's, I'm so, I love Marvel and I love Star Wars, and I talk about Star Wars every podcast, every time we do this show. However, I also, if, if some of, you know, for the regulars that listen, I also really enjoy, um, like, like more, I, I don't want to say artsy, but things that, like, like, things that are not meant to be blockbusters. Uh, and right. that, like, I really, I saw, uh, before, you know, last week, The Last Duel played, I really enjoyed that film. Um, that's mm-hmm. a film that I like. And then, you know, uh, Green Knight came out and then like, you know, I'm a big fan of like, you know, Parasite, like I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about films that were really good right now and I'm, and I'm, and I'm talking those up and there's other films, uh, but I'm using those films cause people, a lot of people have probably seen them or at least heard of them or understand the tone that comes with those films. And right. Uh, that's what Dune does. And I think that like, for me personally, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of these kinds of like slow burns. Like it's it's such a nice change of pace from this this like action pack. Oh, I need this and I like like uh, explosions here and fight scene here and and then you know I I love. I was talking about this with Jeff. I don't know if we were talking about it live or not, but I was saying how you know I like reading, but I find sometimes I find it like really fun when I just read the the source material of a book like i i have a lot of fun just reading the rules of dungeons and dragons and reading the rules mm, of warhammer yeah, yeah. 40k so like uh this film really really helped me out or not helped me out but this film uh kind of does that and i can see where um i, I can see where someone wouldn't like this film because what i'm thinking about when i was thinking about this film i was thinking about how like okay how this isn't a film that I wouldn't necessarily like recommend to everyone, you know, like this isn't yeah. like I can easily recommend a Marvel film to someone because they're meant for a more broad audience. Um, I but I can't really recommend uh, even Parasite like you can't even though that won like an award, I can't recommend Parasite to everyone because not everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I think it's a it's a it's a film worth watching. I, I could say that, so I guess in a way I could recommend it. Um, but this film was weird because it's not it's a it's a it's a science fiction film, but it's not really telling a um uh, uh I like a message. There's no like there's no message of like good and evil in this film. It's it's just telling a story. Right, mm-hmm. that's what this film's doing. It's just telling a story. Here are the people. Here are the things they do. Right, this, this is what happens. This is what happens, and it just—it's almost like an epic uh, poem of sorts. And it's—it's really—that's what this film's doing. And um, it doesn't relay like a message of like 
this is why this person messed up or this is why this person messed up. It's just like, hey, here is the story of House um, Atreides or, or whatnot. And I, and that's like when I look at the film, that's I think why I had a weird thought of the film. It was because there's no overall overarching message like in Parasite, right? Like Parasite's this story that's also talking about like the difference between class systems. And I'm pretty sure as the films go on, there's right. probably a deeper meaning and a deeper message between behind all of it. But in, in from my viewing of this film, uh, there wasn't. And, and I, and I, and as a, at the same time, me and you have talked about this before, Jeff, it's like, that's not necessarily always needed, right? Like that's just like, right. if I just, I, and that was weird. That was weird for me in this movie. Cause usually when you watch a movie like this, you, it's a slow movie and someone's trying to get their thought across, but it was, it's the first time I've been able to watch a slow burn of a film and it, and I don't have to think politically about it. I can literally just turn my brain off and enjoy this mm -hmm. film. And it's a very, it has a very like niche audience because of that. Uh, so it, which is why I think like, I can understand why people don't enjoy it. And so I think what you said, Jeff was like, I didn't like it, but I think it's a good film is very important and very like important for uh, 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 things to understand. I think it's a good film. And I totally understand if people don't like it, and I'm not going to get mad at anyone for liking it, but I fell in love with it for exactly what I'm trying to explain right now is uh, it was, it literally, it, it combined two things that I love that I never thought was possible. <laughs> right. It took, it just, it's just, it's a movie that, um, handles its lore very economically and it it's mm -hmm. it's like it's constantly giving you information without you feeling overloaded with information it's just this nice slow burn movie that i can just sit back relax enjoy and uh yeah like the characters i'm not i'm i'm in i was invested in the characters but not in the way not in the same sense that i'm invested in like superhero characters, right? That I want to see them win, that I want to see mm -hmm. them triumph. I'm more invested as to be like, I want to see what happens. And I think what this movie does really well is that it sets a precedent precedent that there's that there's something bad's gonna happen. Like there's like this looming like tension and you're you're waiting for the tension to break. And then when it breaks, you're like, oh wow. Okay. And Mm -hmm. And then it goes back to its like its subtleness, right? It doesn't end on a on a huge gigantic like no, it it continues with the same theme and pace and um I want to say even the book from what I've heard from people is uh less action packed than the film. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, like that's, the... that says something. That, that's the thing that I found really interesting, and, and I'm glad that, uh, as you were talking, you used the term blockbuster, because I think yeah. that's a very important thing for people to know kind of going into this, is it's it's one thing for something to be epic and grand in scope and grand in scale and, and like, big and bombastic, 
that doesn't necess- that that's not necessarily a one to one translation to summer blockbuster. Exactly. Or, you know, like Armageddon is a blockbuster. Independence Day is a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But I would not say that. Like, I would not put Independence Day and Dune in the same camp. (laughs) Right. It's a different kind of movie. Like, this is a big, expensive movie. And and it's weird because, like, like the movies and... and, God, it's it's funny. I I swore, and I tweeted to you about this, but, like, as soon as the movie was over, I was like... Okay, I don't have anything to say about the movie because, like, I'm not like super excited about it like I was for Shang Chi <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about every scene. Like, this scene is my favorite. This character is my favorite. Oh my god, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. But it wasn't like you know a shitty movie where I'm like, okay, here's what they did wrong. Fuck this guy. <laughs> right. Um, but now that I'm kind of talking out loud, I'm like, I guess there is a lot to say about it. Um, but it's ah shit, I got lost with what oh. It's a very big, expensive movie. Yeah. And it's two and a half hours. Like, I think officially it's 2.36 is yes. the runtime. Yes, you are right. And I, I know what I'm about to say is preposterous because it's literally just half of a movie. I think I know what you're going to say. But it's two and a half hours and nothing happened. Yeah. Like, I, I got <laughs> yeah. to the end and I was like, wait, what? Okay, yeah. so let, let's recap here. And again, this is not spoilery because I'm going to say it in a way that's like, ooh, this is the plot of the movie. But I was I was thinking back on it. Like, as soon as it was over, I was like, okay, so there's a family. Some people are like, hey, come check out our planet. And so they go to the planet, and then there's, like, an attack. And then they're running through the desert, and he fights a guy. The end. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, like I was, yeah, those are kind of the bullet points. Yeah. And it, it was just so interesting that, like, but but stuff was happening. Like, right. Clearly stuff was happening. It's two and a half hours long. <laughs> I'm confused. It leaves you feeling so, that way. I know exactly what you're saying. But, I, I, but, and, but part of it is because, and, and I'll say this in a way that is also non-spoiler because we're not quite in our spoiler section, but there's a lot that happens, or, 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 or rather there is a lot that you see happening uh-huh. that doesn't actually happen and it's sort of foreshadowing what is going to happen in part two right and so that's what i think is kind of interesting is like like especially like with a lot of the stuff that you see in the trailer you're like oh my god there's this and and look at all the look at the fighting and Mm -hmm. and you're like oh i see what you did movie that that's uh, okay um yep 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 yep. it's it's one of those weird things where uh Chekhov's gun like it's just that variable right because you yeah you want to see it happen but it happens in a weird and I want to I'll discuss this more in the spoiler section uh because I feel like I can't discuss it without talking about specific moments of the film but exactly what you said Jeff like I was after I watched the film and even your tweet that you know I I liked it and I was I said you know he's got a point like I don't really have anything to talk about for this film. Yeah, like, I, like, dude, I, I could talk for 20, <laughs> 20 minutes max and you and I talking together, like that's an hour. Yeah. So we'll see. It, it, there's, there's, it's because the film, and I was thinking about it at work because I, Sundays are easy. Lucky for me, Sundays are easy and Sundays are vacuuming days at my job. And so like, I always volunteer to vacuum so I could just vacuum and I can just like 
the 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 monotony of vacuuming it just mm-hmm. allows me to just think about the podcast beforehand. And I was thinking, I was, awesome. I was really just thinking about the podcast, and I was thinking like, okay, the, the the what's really hard to talk about this film is because it's for a niche group of people. It's for people who enjoy Dune. Um, and me going into there completely blind, I feel confident enough that I can talk about that literal you know, like portion of Dune because the movie does so well doing it. I can't talk bad about the movie because it's, it's kind of well-written. I could probably, I think there's like, like there's one problem that I didn't even notice as a viewer uh, that someone else noticed that I'd like to, to bring out in the spoiler discussion. There's, there's one character where, uh, they're the only one where we're not giving any motivation for, but they're so crucial to the plot. But even then, like okay. I could argue that it still works. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I, I would piggyback off of that because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're talking about different people. But yeah. I noticed a character kind of disappears from the movie. But I was talking to one of my coworkers, and I was like, "Okay, did that person like like?" Like, did I miss a scene? Was I looking away? Or, like, did they just, like, go away? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, like they, they have a big, like, because uh, this co-worker is a, a super fan of the oh, entire series. Oh, is it? Series. Okay, that's good. And they were like, yes, yes, yes yeah, he, he, this character has a big part to play in the end. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. D- don't tell me. I think I, mean, I know I, what I character really you're talking about as you well. You can't tell me, but whatever. Yeah, because on my second watch through of the film, because I watched it on HBO Max the second time, I, I was like, wait. Wait, what happened to Yeah, so-and-so? what happened to so and so? Like they just kinda is that does is that is that a thing? <laughs> it's it's the uh it's the Return of the King theatrical cut where Saruman just kind of <laughs> isn't there anymore. Like, oh yeah, like the the Ents attack Isengard and there's yep. like the flood from the dam and then he's just not in the movie anymore and you're like Wait, what happened? <laughs> what happened to him? Cut, and you're like, wait, he fell off of the fucking tower and got impaled? <laughs> That's that's, that's a important. scene I would have included. <laughs> He's kind of, you know, the second main antagonist. I would like to know what happened to that guy. Uh, but yeah, for but sure. None of us noticed until we watched the extended cut. We're right? Like, I don't remember this scene. Wait, did he just disappear? And I was tripping. <laughs> I just accepted that he was he was defeated. That's why lizard brain told. Yeah, you literally forget I mean, two about it. Hours him. was a year ago. How am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> It, I, my brain went to a dark place when you said that. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not, I'm not even gonna reference it. <laughs> I know it's, where it went. And did it's you? Fine. Okay, okay. Like, what, I, Mario, what other two towers are there? And yep, there was also controversy. Yep. There, there was, que- they were questioning <laughs> releasing the movie because of it. Okay, okay. It's 2002. I man. am, I'm, okay. I, cause I thought I heard you say something else and I, I thought I'm just gonna say what I thought I heard you say, and then we'll we'll move on from. That. I thought I heard you say twin, and I was like, wait, did he just? <laughs> well, no, but, but that's true. Yeah, like, like the two towers being released in 2002, New Line Cinema was like, we can't do this, and yeah. Peter Jackson was like, it's the title of the book. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> that time is the thing. Right. I'm sorry Timing that was shit so bad. happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they should have named the movie. <laughs> two. T- Shit happens. My bad. And it's just a gif of Peter Jackson like squinting like giving that like shitting grin face. Just like, oh my um, bad. He's he's eating the tomato. Get a sense <laughs> of humor, people. Uh, uh 
this episode got dark. Anyway. Yeah, real quick. We're 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 fil- <laughs> if me and Jeff were not on camera right now, there would be less of a filter. <laughs> the but okay, okay, but so I, I'm kind of ready to go into the spoiler cast. I've, yeah. I've said, I want to say before we go into the spoiler cast, uh, two things. Obviously, our score, our review, or whatnot. And then secondly, uh, this movie, being the niche that it was, uh, I think is doing rather successful, dude. It's, it's. I have the, the numbers up right now. It's uh, nice. 40.1 million box office tickets sale uh just in america for and it is also it set it also set a pandemic record for warner brothers for the biggest three-day opening since the company started its day and date strategy on hbo max oh so it's it's the biggest theatrical of all of them thus far then yes and on top of that that Godzilla and Kong and Mortal Kombat, the Suicide Squad, yep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, yep. and oh, uh, Wonder Woman, I believe is yeah. So yeah, B- bigger than all of those. Yeah. Uh, and it's also earned uh, so domestically that was the forty point one million, and then also it is now made uh, two hundred and twenty point seven million worldwide. Okay, so it's I think it surpassed its budget of. I don't have its budget up right I feel now. Like, I feel like it should have been under two hundred. But yeah, it's budget. I'm pretty up. sure the budget was like one thirty. I could don't quote me on that. Uh, but it, it mm-hmm. was under two hundred million for sure. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter. Don't know how true it is. Uh, but it had Black Widow had a budget of that was thirty million dollars higher than Dune. And oh God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I love what people are saying right now about Dune. It looks like, um, oh, please correct me. Uh, it looks like uh, Dennis. Uh, Denis. Denis. Uh, yes. Uh, he. It looked like he went to another universe and filmed this movie. <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the budget here, uh, according to IMDb, uh, one sixty five. One sixty five. Very respectable budget for yeah. what we saw. Like it, it. I would not have guessed one sixty-five million with what we saw. That the film looked phenomenal. Even, even, even when it was shot at night, everything was lit like well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like the film was was well shot. Okay, so, but yeah, that was the. I I, I wanted to talk about that. It is doing. It is very successful. Um. So hopefully that means we'll get part two i i hope for part two i know for you you know you're like Meh, you know i enjoyed it or, or you didn't enjoy it you enjoyed the cinematography you enjoyed the film but you know it's not yeah, something that you're the, craving the, the way that i would describe it because uh there's also been this whole discourse happening around the film of like oh if you don't see it in theaters you didn't see it you know which uh eh. We can kind of get into once we're done kind of talking about the movie, but I felt like I saw the trailer in theaters, so I got the experience. (laughs) And and again, like, I'm not trying to be shitty of like, ooh, fuck Dune, whatever. Like, no, that's not my stance. My stance is it is beautiful. It is visually stunning. The sound is amazing. The score is incredible. But 
watching this and uh, for clarification, I did end up watching it on HBO Max, but I know myself and I know that if I had seen it in the theater, it would be the equivalent of like watching like an art gallery installation of like, I'm looking at amazing visuals, I'm hearing amazing sound, but in terms of like a story or like any sort of emotional resonance, it's just not working for me. I recommend going watch it in theaters for those of you still on the fence. Um, I think you'll get, I think you'll get a good experience overall. I don't think, I don't agree with those people where it's like you're missing the, you're not actually watching the film if you're not. I know I was watching the film um, on my second time watching the film, which I don't really want to count because I kind of just stopped after like at the start of the third act. And then I, you know, I was tired and I was going to bed. I just, I just really wanted to watch again. Uh, I'll also say this much. I know I'm interrupting myself. Uh, watched the film twice with my wife. She fell asleep both times. So like, I, <laughs> like she liked the I, film, but she's not like, I totally understand. Like, it's not, she enjoys those types of films. Like she goes and watches those types of films with me, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not offended that she fell asleep. You know what I mean? I like, not I nodded off, dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Dude, I, the first half. It, it wasn't until like after the first like like I guess that's the other thing is like it wasn't until the the one hour mark where yeah. I was like, Okay, I am now watching a movie. Right. Like like and, this and again, I wasn't like into it, like, all right, let's go. It was no. One hour in, I was finally watching a movie. And that's fine. That's Some fine. Like I, that. I nodded <laughs> off during Green Knight. Like the those and I like these types of movies. I did now the first time we were watching the movie was the opening night. So it was it was already past Caitlin's bedtime, giving her it was past her bedtime both times we we're gonna watch it. But still this is the fact like I know if we were watching a different movie, she probably would have stayed awake for it. However, like there's nothing like I said in the beginning, this is a movie that's for like a niche group of people. This movie isn't what isn't designed to be a blockbuster. You know, it's it, a, bo- a block office, a block. Yeah, it, it needs a box to make office. a shit of money, but it's not a blockbuster. <laughs> it's not a blockbuster. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's just not. And it's that's not a metaphorical blockbuster. Right. I'm not going to get offended by anyone who does because it's like, oh, I totally see that. Whereas for me, a movie like this, I don't know. I just I know personally, like, I'm just into that stuff. Like, that's that's my that's my weird mm-hmm. thing, because I know, like, for you, Jeff, you get off on on. B B roll movies, and I get off on these like slow burn, boring movies. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and I mean, like I I get off on, uh, but like slow burn to me is like horror, like a horror movie, and like an hour into the movie, you're like, okay, like we've been following the characters, but nothing scary has happened. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, no, 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 no dude. That's the point of slow burn horror is everything happens in the last 10 minutes, but it's worth it. (laughs) And then the the last 10 minutes happens and you're scarred for life and you've just seen the devil. So there you go. Um, do you want to go ahead and give your, your score? So first off, would you recommend this film? And if you want to score it, whether it be by numbers, fruit or, um, (laughs) <laughs> arbitrary ways uh what, what would you do i would say if you are interested in seeing this movie if you are excited about seeing this movie go see it in a theater if you are on the fence 
Like, if you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'll like it, and you have HBO Max, then watch it on HBO Max. It's perfectly viable. If you are on the fence and don't have HBO Max, then I probably would say don't, because it honestly it depends on what you're looking for. If you want to look at a bunch of cool, beautiful, gorgeous stuff with an amazing sound concoction filling your ear holes, like, go for it. But if you're the type of person that, like, is really into hardcore sci-fi is not really your bag then i would say probably skip this one and i'm gonna i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna plead the fifth on numbers on like giving it a score because it's it's kind of unscorable first first and foremost being the fact that it is only half of a movie so i don't even know if they did a good job telling the story you know or, or or completing the character arcs and also because I'm just kind of ambivalent. Like, I guess, I guess I'll just give it a five because I'm, I'm just sort of ambivalent about it. I'm like, yeah, it's there. It didn't hurt me. So is that a personal score five. or is that like like your critique? I guess that would be like a personal score. Okay. And I, I, I don't give it a five being like, oh, this movie sucked. So therefore, I'm not going to give it an eight. It's yeah. more of just like I it was good. I won't watch it again. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? This movie is such an anomaly to me. I'm very fascinated by the fact that it's just sort of there, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, um, I I would recommend this film. Um, I'd recommend this film to anyone, especially if you are, if you're just looking for something different, if you're looking for something, if you're tired of studios putting out blockbusters and you're tired of like Marvel films and you're tired of just just you feel like you're seeing the same thing over and over again. I feel like this is a good change of pace. Um, it's also it's not like anything political, ironically enough, considering it's a movie all about space politics. Uh, it's it's a movie that you don't you you can inform yourself, but you don't it takes you out of your everyday world. Right. Um, so I, I would recommend it. It's it's a good film. Um and that's why I recommend, I will always recommend like good films to people. Uh, so watch it however way you can. But I do definitely say that preferred way is watching it in theaters. The biggest theater you can find by that. Uh, if I were to give this film a score, you guys know how I score things. Uh, this, this one's weird. This one's really weird for me because <laughs> exactly what I was saying before. The, the, the thing that I really like about it that it doesn't give an overall message and it's not saying a political view is also the thing that's hurting my critical score for it. Because the way that I score movies on this show is like seven, you pass, um, eight, you did something different or you use the same techniques, but you use them efficiently. Nine, you were able to get your message across while also using techniques. And then 10 being like you did something uh, completely new. You uh, got your message across and did everything. So, like, this movie is weird because, again, there's no, there's no, like, it's not like watching Star Wars or it's not like watching Parasite where it's like, be good or this is why the economic class system is bad. Uh, it, it's, it's just telling a story. And, but it does such a good job telling that story. And coming from a film where people thought that this, 
adaptation is was untellable on the big screen and being able to actually put it on the big screen and succeed doing so um, is a feat in its own as well as not not only doing that but as well as uh, this film inspired so much for us as a society like it inspired my favorite thing of all time which is Star Wars and now I'm, g- I'm gonna be into like something really new and and uh, fun and I'm and I and I do want to it, it's got me excited to read the books and it's got me to do all that stuff so like critically so like yeah yeah I'm nerding out over this film which I knew nothing about and I and I recommend people to go watch it but to critically review it and put an arbitrary number on it I would say I, I would give it an eight you know I, I would give it an eight I think if anything like an 8.5 or an 8.75 like an eight with a with a stamp of solid approval like this film not only shut some people up but it just it just does a good job at what it wants to do like the film obviously is meant for people who are fans of dune it doesn't try to it doesn't try to make any funny quirks or funny uh like jokes just to, for the general audience it doesn't try to have this uh crazy action scene every 10 minutes to keep people intrigued and not to go use the restroom during certain scenes it, it doesn't try to play towards a general audience and i respect that so much and i love when films expect their audience to understand what their film is and they can succeed at that because there's there's a lot of times where that can fail and um i i that that so i think this 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 film um is well worth watching and uh deserves all the credit and praise that it's that it's getting uh now i will say uh i i i, I will say that it's time to go to the spoiler section so <laughs> that's uh that's tell me what you thought below uh, if, if you haven't seen it yet, or give us your opinions for the non-spoiler, check out the spoiler section, and, and we, I want to hear, hear what you guys think about the spoilers uh, as well. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and until next time, play nice. Okay. 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 Spoilers. So, I want to, this is, this is going to be everywhere. Jeff, I'm not. I want to. I want to let you know. I love you, and I absolutely am not judging you, or am I like mad at you for your opinion of this movie? Okay. <laughs> uh, I do want to say that you brought up. You brought up a point. You brought up like a like an interesting point that didn't even dawn on me. I don't know why this didn't dawn on me. So I, I don't know. Like I, tr- I really, really tried to go and watch this film with like no bias. So, you brought up that you couldn't, like, attach to any characters. Um, and I was like, that's kind of true. Like, it's really, there's no, there's not really any characters that uh, make you kind of, kind of, like, attach to them. But from what I've heard from, like, the books, that's kind of how it's, a, like, all you, none of the characters are yeah. likable. And, like, the main character is, is very. to be, like emotionless. <laughs> yeah, it's very cold. But like the actor was Timothy? Timothy Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, thank you. He he actually puts a little life in this character, which I think I can like a, a, appreciate from uh the, the, the film. But or from his performance. Uh 
But I do think like this film uh, puts li- more a little more life and color into the series than what uh, than what I've heard because there's a person there's a coworker. Uh, that uh, someone that I work with—that's the definition of a coworker. I don't know why I needed to be that redundant, <laughs> but <laughs> one of my coworkers was she read the books and she was telling me because at first we were like, oh, "We're not going to read the books. We're going to go watch this blind." But then she was she, her boyfriend said, "Well, she, she you know she wants he wants her to read the books, so she read the the books uh, with him and." She was, I was, I kept on asking. I was like, so like, what's the feel? I was like, don't tell me anything. Cause I want to go in there blind, but what's the feeling? How's it? I was like, I heard it's this. I heard that. And she's telling me, yeah, it's like, it's really boring and it's really political. And it's like, there's nothing that really happens. And, uh, you know, like you get to the part cause we, we both knew that this film was going to be only like half of the first book. And, mm-hmm. and I was, I was telling, she's like, I got to the halfway point. I was like, okay, what happened? Like what, what, she's like, it's kind of anticlimactic. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so like I was right. I was I was I got it I got an idea that this this book and I you know I'd ask her about the characters and then I watch Cosmonaut Marcus and Cosmonaut Marcus has been just he's been pra- he, he really frames stuff in a way cuz like here's what I love about I'm going to do a quick thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. what I love about critics and how a lot of people perceive critics. A critic you don't look at a critic who says, I give this movie a 10 out of 10, and you know that that movie is good, that you as well will give that movie a 10 out of 10. That's not what a critic does. Yeah. A critic presents to you what their tastes are, thus allowing you to form an opinion, okay, based on their taste, Mm -hmm. these are my tastes, so this is how I will feel about a movie. Yes. So, for example, there's a, and I'm not, I'm not going to get super into the weeds about this, but there's a podcast that I listen to, which used to be a YouTube channel, that has three critics on it who I love, I adore, and I know if one of them hates a movie, I'm gonna fucking love it. <laughs> I know if all of them are, on, if all of them collectively are on the fence about it, I don't need to see that movie. Interesting. Because if these people, based on how they have rated other movies, I know if they're on the fence about something, I probably won't like it and I won't give it the time of day. So that's the thing about critics. And what I love about Cosmonaut Marcus is that he presents exactly that, which is if he really like because I watched his uh, his quickie about Dune yeah, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Based on what he said, that makes sense because there's stuff that happens in the movie that he was like over the moon about and i was just like i didn't get that at all (laughs) and and also like it's interesting like watching like some other youtubers and some other people on twitter who are huge denis villeneuve fans who are like i think he's one of our greatest directors living today i love every single one of his films and i'm like i think that that has something to say about it because and and here's something kind of controversial okay I want to hear it. Which is, I have, this is the first of his films that I have seen. Oh, same, same. I was like, wait a minute. I, because I I went back through and and I I know of all of his movies and I have had conversations around his other movies, but I was like, holy fuck, I didn't actually see Prisoners. I didn't actually see Sicario. I didn't actually see Arrival. And I was like, Oh my god! Like, uh, like I didn't see Blade One, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh wait, never mind. I've seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's another. Oh, okay. yeah, I yeah. didn't know that was he did that. 
Yeah, he did. Oh do that. my gosh, I love that film. <laughs> and so it, it's that type of thing where I'm like, okay, like I, I think I'm starting to get it. It's not that like, oh man, I was super hyped on this movie and it totally let me down. It's like, no, this just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and, and that's totally fine. That yeah, that's okay. And I love that you said that because I, I I'm glad you brought up critics and like how people view films because even I kind of do that like I I have my 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 numbering system and this is how and I know it's different from yours and I know like and that's why I love that me and you I know when I see a film like when I watch this film I was like Jeff isn't gonna like this film <laughs> I, was like, Jeff isn't. I just knew because I've already gotten like I've kind of gotten a taste for what you like you know and mm -hmm. And so I kind of going into this, I was like, I was feeling a little bad because I was like, oh man, I feel like I feel like he watched this because he maybe felt like he he had to watch it. And I'm so glad that you said it, and I didn't have to. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't ever want you to feel like you have to go watch a well, film no, but, for the podcast or for anything, you know? Like, well, but but that's why I ultimately watched on HBO Max because. Like, I was like, man, like, everybody keeps saying, like, if, if, like, oh, man, like, it's so great. You've got to see it in a theater. You've got to see it in a theater. But I was like, bro, I'm just, I'm just not that interested. Like, and I honestly don't want to throw down $16 yeah. to go see a movie that I might not like. And then yeah. I was like, and I, and dude, like, I was, like, I wasn't pacing back and forth in my living room or nothing, <laughs> but like fucking six o'clock rolled around and I was like, well, I'm not going to theater. Cause I don't want to drive. I mean, I live in Oak Cliff. It's not. It's like twenty minutes. But still, I was like, I don't want to drive into town to go see a movie at six o'clock at night. Like, if I'm gonna go see a movie, I want to go see it in the afternoon. That's just my style. Yeah. Um. So I was like, ah, fuck it. And then like, I just pulled it up on HBO Max because I was like, I also didn't want to text you and just be like, bro, like. I, I gotta be real with you. I just don't have an interest in this movie. So can we like come up with a topic for the podcast that's not Dune? Like I was like, that's shitty. Like, dude, just fucking watch the movie. <laughs> and, and that's when I was like, dude, fucking like you have HBO Max or have access to it at the very least. So just watch the movie. And so like that's where I found myself kind of in that first hour, just going like, oh god, like I'm just like this is homework. I'm doing this for this <laughs> Kind of sort of got into it a little bit. You know, but I, I what uh, again? It's it's that thing. I, the best way that I can describe it when it's the scene, because again, I don't know anybody's fucking name. But when I, I know Paul, yeah, I, Paul. at the very least, know Paul. But I don't know his dad's to, name. He's talking to Lady in the Black Veil. Yeah, and he yeah, puts, yeah. He puts his hand in the box, and it's like in this box is pain. Da, da, da. Yeah. And there's that moment where like he's about to like pull his hand out, like you can see it in his face, but then he like refrains and he like finds the strength. And the score kicks in with those fucking drums, and it's the the vocalist doing the ha chavi, like whatever that is. The, the, and, it's, and you hear it in the trailer. You see in the trailer, it's it's the it's the vocal line that happens when the title card comes up, where it's like Nahina, and it's amazing. And I was like, wow, this is really amazing. I don't give a shit about what's happening in the story though. <laughs> you know, so so, it, so it, it, it was it was the anti Shang Chi where like shit was happening where I was like yeah let's go fucking get him fuck you dad you're wrong let's go it was like all right I'm pumped because the cinematography is impeccable the score is great Paul's hand hurts I don't care like and and again like I I, I don't I don't say this to like sound shitty or anything but like all these people could die and I'd be like okay that's how the cookie crumbles.
Yeah. Uh, I, I think, like, in a weird... Well, it's, it's funny that you bring that up, because in a weird way, like, I... When you said that, I there's there wasn't really a point in the film where I was, and it's probably because I didn't read the books. It's probably because I'm learning about everyone as as it does. And I think like if I watch the movie more and more, and if I read the book, then I'll grow more and more attached to each one of these characters, right? Um, and I liked not knowing what was going to happen. I, I loved that. I loved going mm. into this film and not knowing anything. With that being said, uh. There was, I, I, I don't know, like, that moment where he's, like, in the very beginning of the film, and he's talking to his dad, and I think this was in the trailer, too, and he, and he's saying, he's saying, well, what if I, you know, his dad's saying, you know, you have responsibilities, one day you're going yeah. to take over house uh, Atreides, and he, Paul goes, well, what if I don't want it like what if i don't i don't want it and he goes his father turns around to him and says then you'll only ever be you'll be everything that i you know you'll only ever be what i ever wanted you to be or you've you've done everything you wanted me to do you you were my son yeah and like i I love that that line line, that that's such an amazing line um it's in the trailer so i had already seen it right which kind of brought me out yeah but it's it's, (laughs) And that line is so powerful. And right after he said that, I leaned over to Kate and I was like, "Oh, he's dead. Like this guy's going to die." There's there's no there's no no one's allowed to be happy in movies. No one's allowed to be happy in in films. Like so even me knowing absolutely nothing about the series, I was like, "Okay, they're not they don't have a feud. They're on good standings." Okay, well well daddy daddy's going to die. <laughs> daddy's going to die. Oh, their their conflict is is completely resolved. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of them. There's no out. there's no conflict. And so the, there's, and this Timothy Chalamet kid's kind of the main character. So right. that leaves only one option. Exactly. So it's like I was like, okay, well, Dad's gonna die. I've established that um, just from my plethora of watching movies, and uh, and so, but then I don't know. I don't really know. What else is going to happen? So his mom's a real interesting character. And, like, we get to his yeah. mom, and they have, like, this interesting dynamic where she's kind of... She's really hard on him. Like, she's a lot harder on him than the the dad. And there's never really a time where they are... They're the ones with the feud. You know? Like, they're not... It's not like a feud. Like, they love each other, and you can tell. Like, this is just how he was raised. But... Anytime he's on screen with his dad, it's always, like, there's always, like, smiling and laughing and stuff. But anytime he's on screen with his mom, there's, like, tension. And there's, this is when they're progressing the plot. And this is, so, during that scene um, with the hand, I was, I was like, okay, well, he's not going to die. We're ten minutes into the film. (laughs) uh, But I was, I was curious. I was like, what does this mean? What is... I was I was intrigued to see more. I was like, what happens if he succeeds? Like, I was invested in the lore. So I wasn't invested in the characters, per se. I was invested in the world building, and I was invested in, in like, what this meant for the overarching, like, story, and what, what domino is this going to topple over? And that's what, like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I fell in love with with this film, was, like, the, and I said it, like, during the non-spoiler 
uh, cast is like the the uh, like the emo- economical value that he put into doling out the story or the lore was so good. Like it was, it, I never felt overloaded. I felt like every time I learned about something, it led into it led into another piece of the film that helped me. Uh, understand the world better, which then led into more lore, and it was kind of like watching Game of Thrones, but instead of being interested... Right. Yeah, instead of being interested in the lore because there were boobs on the screen, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was interested in the lore because there was a threat that was coming, and I needed to understand, and I wanted to understand why this threat was coming, and what did this mean, and why is this like why is this happening and so i i kind of like with star wars like i i fell in love with the world that was surrounding the characters and mm-hmm. i wanted to learn more and and seek out more knowledge of this world uh so that scene it hit us i i feel like it kind of hit us the same way but in different avenues cuz cuz yeah i i'm not really like i don't if that if he did if if he did if Paul died there, I don't think I would have really cared. I would have been like, okay, what are the consequences? What happens now? <laughs> like, right. That's where I was. I, I guess like, like hearing you talk about uh, how economic everything was, and like we're just it, and how lore heavy everything is. Yeah, I feel like for my money, that's where the movie kind of lost me mm-hmm. from the get-go is like like to be honest because again like like, like we we're talking about slow burn earlier i long long does not equal bad to me and i feel like i almost would have preferred a three-hour version of this movie if you took that extra 30 minutes or 20 minutes whatever that you're adding on and just shown me a little more personality from everybody. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like the first time I s- the, the first time we see Paul, he wakes up, he sits down at a table, and his mother immediately starts talking about the the voice. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Or is yeah, it yeah, yeah, the voice. The voice. Like use the voice. Ask me to pass the vote. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know what these people's personalities are, and suddenly you're throwing me their superpowers? And again, I don't mean that as like a as like a like something that I'm complaining about necessarily. Yeah. It's just like, what it what who is this kid? Who is this woman? Like I've barely like they just showed up on screen and suddenly we're talking about like telepathy, and like the way that I would kind of transpose that to superhero movies is like Peter Parker. The mm-hmm. first time we meet him, he's not web slinging. Yeah. We realize, oh, he's got a crush on this girl. Oh, he's best friends with this guy. Oh, he's being bullied by Flash Thompson. And oh, like he's a photographer. Like there's so much I know about him before the plot kicks in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like I didn't quite get that here. That like we're immediately thrown into it. And then the first time we see Oscar Isaac, he's like in this formal thing where this fucking spacecraft lands and it's like they spent millions of dollars house atreides never house atreides will always answers their call and i'm like who are you 
like what if, like are, are you the president or are you the governor i, I don't understand how the, and then that's another thing that like i'm, I'm sure you loved but I, I but when they're talking about like the debts and stuff or they're like we are 10 billion sapphires yeah over and i'm like just say gold Please, God, just say gold and silver or something. Like, I, I don't know what a sapphire is. Like, and, and it's just one of those things that made me realize, oh, that's right. Like, in deep sci-fi and in deep fantasy, like, you invent your own currency and it's this thing. And it's like, and, and that's where it just sort of lost me in a weird way. It was just like, like, I, I, I just wanted to feel like these people were people. But everything, and, and again, like I understand it. The book is probably super, super dense. And when you're doing a movie, you've got to streamline a lot of stuff. Like my coworker I was telling you about earlier, who's like a super Dune fan was like, they sped through so much stuff like in the first half of the movie. And I was like, I they had slowed down. I didn't know what was happening. Like I could barely keep up, you know? And, and yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, and again, like that, that's the movie they made. It didn't click with me. So it's not really my speed. That's fine. Um, I, I just, it, and, uh, one of the other things that like popped into my head when you were talking is, um, oh, you, you talked about how like, okay, it's not a blockbuster. It's not about like the action. It's like a really political thing, uh, which immediately made me think of Battlestar Galactica, oh, which in and of itself is super political yeah and like yeah there's like space battles and fights and stuff but like it's really about like the politics of everything it's it's the west wing in space if you will but for example <laughs> well, well but for example the and, and obviously this is a tv show not a movie where you're allowed to let things breathe a little bit more are we we're I talking about the reboot right not the yeah the not the original 70s okay. show yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the reboot that ron moore did uh, and obviously you could say, well, Battlestar was a TV series, Jeff. Dune is a movie. And I would counter that with, no, Dune is half a movie. They decided to split it up into two, so they're letting it breathe. They're giving themselves some air. Um, but for example, the first time you meet Starbuck, she's playing poker with a bunch of people. That's something I can connect with. Like, people playing a card game where they're gambling. And, and again, it's not poker. They got weird fucking cards, and they got their own weird fucking currency that that whoever created Battlestar Galactica made up. It's not dollars. It's not gold. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's something I can connect to. That is something tangibly that I can relate to. I'm like, oh, the okay, I get who these... Like, these are the types of people who play cards for money. That says something to me. And and that was a little bit of the problem that I had with Dune was like... Like, e even, J even Jason Momoa's character, who I think is the most kind of relatable character because he's just a dude i mean let's be honest like i i don't want to take any i don't want to cast any shade on jason momoa as an actor but let's be honest he's playing jason momoa yeah he's like he's like jason. the will smith of our generation now exactly <laughs> but i'm like okay he's the only person in this movie who feels like a character and the, everybody else and and this is part of the 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 weirdness about the movie for me Everyone else feels like they're just reading the book. You know so, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I get what but, you're but saying. Again, but again, that's the book. It's Shakespearean. It's theatrical. It's very uh, special. Like the the way that people speak is very special to this story. And I was just like, and again, like it. it I don't understand why I didn't connect with this movie more because I fucking love Shakespeare. Yeah. But like. 
I, I just couldn't tap into anything. I don't know. So, uh, like, I don't want to offend you. Do you mind if I if I kind of like give kind of like a rebuttal to what you're saying? Absolutely, dude. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be a rebuttal, but it's also gonna be kind of like my take on on the characters and on, mm. on that story because you bring up so many good points. You bring up so many good points, and you're honestly you're speaking for a group of people that probably don't know how to be voiced. And I want I want you. And all those other people, you don't need to hear this. You already know this. I want all those other people. <laughs> I want all those other people to hear that. Like, like if anyone tells you that you're wrong for feeling that way, that you're wrong and Dune's a great movie, and you're like, tell those people to shut up. Like, don't even try. Like, don't even bother talking to those people. Because that, that, the, everything Jeff said is not only true. It's his opinion, and it's your opinion, and it's like it's valid. So if anyone's like, well, you're wrong. Dune is a cinematic masterpiece. You're an idiot if you don't like... Like, dude, shut up. The guy who's saying that is an idiot. <laughs> With that being said, um, I'm not going to explain to you why you're wrong. <laughs> uh, because no. I'm not. As you just said. <laughs> so... My... I, I, I'm going to start off with something because we... Uh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start off with like the the when we first see Paul in that scene, because uh, I got different vibes from it when I was watching it, and I and I, it was interesting to hear your first thoughts. And I I like what you brought up with like you want to see some character into it. Like the way I saw it is so he gets up, he wakes up, and um, he goes to eat breakfast, and he's sitting at a table with his mom, and like. She immediately starts asking about the voice. So, like, for me, like, watching it, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, my gosh. Um, th this is, he is, hold on, I'm so sorry, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> the first thing that went through my mind is, like, excuse me, by the way. <laughs> was Bless you, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you. By the way, no, I, <laughs> uh, like, like, oh my gosh, this is this is how he lives. Like, this is the relationship that he has with his mother. Is it's kind of like this professional work mentor training relationship. Like something as casual as he can't even do anything. Something as casual as just like sit at the table and eat uh, with with his mom because she wants to train him, and she, you know, this is. Because we can't see more into his training, this is a good way for the film to not only give exposition, but to show the relationship between these two characters. And I immediately saw that. I was like, this, he does not have a normal relationship with his mom. It's very much, they're on good standings because he can easily tell his mom like, oh, I'm not in the mood. I just woke up, which also tells me that he's like nobility. He lives a pampered life, uh, that he's like. That's what I would expect my D&D &D, uh, noble character to kind of act like. And th that's exactly what went through my head when I uh, when he said that was, oh, OK, he's spoiled, but not spoiled because he's being told this. So he just lives. a He lives a pampered life and he he's trained a lot. He's like Jon Snow in this aspect. Um, but I also have to learn about the voice as an audience member. So I'm I'm getting a feel of the character and then I am learning about the world i'm essentially learning about the force the voice the force the thing that binds this universe together and 
as the movie progresses, instead of learning about Paul, instead of just being given like this exposition dump, it doesn't even have to be an exposition dump. Like you used a great example with Starbuck being it can be something really short that gives me a lot about their personality um, or even uh, Sam Raimi, where I learn a lot about Peter Parker and uh, he is he's he's being done well. Those are two great moments. I can even go as far as to say as watching a movie like uh, The Magnificent Seven the newer one with Denzel and oh, Chris yeah. Pratt, like each one of those characters, their intro gives off their personality. Yeah. They have an introduction yeah. scene. So I can, I can go as far as that to, to, to help your, your plot. But I think like what this movie does is it has so much information to give out about the world that instead of learning about um, Paul from the very beginning, you're kind of learning about him as the film progresses and as the film goes on. And it kind of like you, you get like treats, you get like snacks here and there almost. <laughs> uh, this is kind of I, I didn't mean to make this pun, but it's happening right now. It's almost as if like you're in a desert and you have water and your water is your character. Like, I don't want to say character progression, but or development it's it's like character personality and you learn more and more about their personality and who they are as you're like going through the the desert with taking little sips here and there so i and and i and as i learned about paul there's this thing where um again whenever they're getting attacked by the other faction the other house houses i didn't I, again, I didn't really care. Like, there was nothing bounding me to the characters. I was much more, like, intrigued as to what this means politically for that world. Like, what is this? But by the end of the film, I was... Whenever Paul has to do his, his duel, I was invested. I was, like... I was I was invested in Paul because of his powers, and because of what he's doing, and I want to see him. I want to see him grow more. I want to see him get to where his visions are showing. But I'm also invested in the idea that, like, he now has to fill in. He now is like no longer that 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 happy, pampered kid. He's turned into this person that has to survive and right. has to. Uh, they even say Paul, Atre- or Paul Atreides has to die in order for the blah, blah, blah to arise. Yeah. And so he Which turns... you're meant to think is literally... Exactly. But he finds out, oh, no, I just have to do things that I never thought I would do. Right. And, like, you see a different side of him after, like, the climax of the film. And I'm... I And then I get more invested into that, Paul, right? Because when the film... The first, the first half of the film, I'm invested in House Atreides. I'm, inve- I'm, I'm invested in that house, and to see that house fall, like I expected, I assumed that they were going to have an agreement with the the Sand People, and they were going to uh, make an alliance, and all those visions of war and all those trailers was House Atreides fighting against these guys, and I was wrong. <laughs> And so I was invested in this house only to watch it fall, which I was then disappointed in. So it wasn't like I was ever invested in the characters. I wasn't, I'm still in a weird way. I was still invested in the world. So like that scene 
going back to the scene with his mom and him, what I thought was like, I can't, you know, I, I, I can't relate to this because I never really had a sit down dinner with my family. I did with my grandparents and it's, but the stereotypical way a sit down dinner works is like, you know, tell me about your day. How are you doing? Like, what's going, what do you have planned for today? You know, how do you, and this is a pattern that continues when he goes to train with, um, with a Thanos, he, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not in the mood and it throws in. He's like, well, that's rude. Like, I love that. That's rude. That, that was, yeah, that was, that was, it, it, so I that, I want to watch this movie again. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's, it, it's like, it, it's not that there's a big, tw- like M night Shyamalan twist at the end. And I need to watch it again to find all the clues to the twist. I just need to watch it again because I straight up missed what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I totally get that. Yeah. Like, but then it's the same relationship he has with his mom, you know? Like, he, it's this professional, we're friends. I'm not but 10 minutes away from my bed. Yeah. Like, and so I get, it's such a small scene and... But it tells, for me, it told me a lot about the characters. It told me, like, this mom, she's loving, and she cares about her son. And she, that that's told through yeah. I, I, the actress. Like, she does, all these actors do such a great job, like, acting oh, yeah. in this film. And it's like, her voice, her tone is, is like, I love my son. And then, even whenever she gets to put her hand in the box, or he has to put his hand in the box, she's like struggling between because she knows she what could knows. happen yeah. and she's crying and it's like okay this lady loves her son but she is loyal she's like um the girl from black panther the the uh, the, the bodyguard uh 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 denai guerra yes i don't know the character name but yeah like ikoya yeah she's like my my loyalty is to the throne that's that's what yeah. elizabeth that's that's her mom's name. All right, his mom's name is Elizabeth. That's how Elizabeth yeah. is, and and Jessica. then Jessica. Wow, I said Elizabeth. Jessica? Yeah. Wow. Well, for... <laughs> I Jessica. I don't know. But that's how <laughs> she is. That's how she's to her son, and like that's really all I need to know about that character. Like these characters, I, I hate to say it, are kind of one dimensional. Like they have one stick to them, and yeah, that's all they need in this film because this film has so much world building and lore. And, and, and like maybe I'm just used to that because in Star Wars characters have um, one dimension, but it's not just in Star Wars. I think whenever here's the problem with high fantasy, whether it's high sci- science fiction or just high fantasy in general, like with Lord of the Rings, uh, Dune, Star Wars, Blade Runner. May, maybe Blade Runner can be considered an exception when you have when you go into that high fantasy territory. Characters become tropes. Characters become one-dimensional. Characters become mythological characters, like from epic poems. When things get to a point where I, as the audience member, cannot relate to what it's like traveling to another planet, much less traveling to a different state in my country, then, like, I've I've traveled out of the state, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, like, the characters then become harder and harder to you, you know they just become one tone they they want they become one note and mm-hmm. 
that's the that's tough. But whenever you have characters that are more in like realistic settings, like you have realistic fantasy, low fantasy settings, then characters become more dynamic and layered and and, and things like that. So, uh, I I I just I just for me, I think like the, yeah, the film. I agree with you, but I think like the film made up for it because. As I was learning about the characters, as I was learning about their personalities, it was doing exposition to lore for me, and that mm-hmm. uh, that did a lot. There were characters that had, uh, what? How do I say it? Like more personality, like the like, uh, what's his name? I don't even know his name. The dude that tried to put in his resignation. Oh, uh, the the treasury guy. The treasury, yeah, the general uh, or the treasury or whatever. I, I only know this because I, I literally have IMDb open in front of me because I knew we were going to run into this shit. Uh, <laughs> Uther Hawat. Yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to remember that name. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't know he had a name. And they introduced him. He was like, ah, my my old friend. And I was like, cool. Not going to remember that shit. Not going to remember that shit. He, like, he is dude I've seen in other stuff who has black spot on his bottom lip for some reason. Right. That's how I know it. That's right. It, but he had like... He had like an umbrella. He had like a, 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 a yeah. Eastern umbrella. He had attitude when he talked. He was sad. He like he had just this character to him. But there was never a time where it's like I caught him playing dice. We never we never see these people doing what I think Jeff would call their um their their oof moment or their I forget what you call it. It's like their little. We never see them doing their hobby. There's never a time where we see them doing their hobby. Well, yeah, and, and, and I guess that's that's what I'm talking about with like just give me like like give me the three hour version of this movie, but don't add any more story. Just give me something to let me know like like dude, fucking when uh, like I know you're onto something, but I just want to like add another uh, yeah. uh, thing is like Batista's in this movie. Yeah, and like <laughs> I. I who is he? I thought, <laughs> is he just some he's random He's a nephew. Mercenary? He's the nephew. Apparently, apparently he's actually related to yeah. Stellan Skarsgård, but like they keep talking about the Emperor. Is Stellan Skarsgård the Emperor? Like the bad guy, the really fat guy that floats yeah. in the air? Is he the Emperor? Yeah. I don't know, because I thought that the Emperor was like some other dude, and then yeah. the, 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 the guy from Thor, uh, I'm going to say the guy from Thor, because you don't know actor names, but the guy from Thor who's like really fat and floats and is like the bad guy, He's like a baron, according to IMDb, so that's yeah. not an emperor. And so it just became this thing where I was, like, so confused where, like... And, and again, like, the first time that you see Batista is he's, like, yelling. And I'm like, why are you angry? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that. We, like, that was the thing where, like, I just felt so dumb as a movie watcher. I was like, Batista, I love you. Why are you yelling? I don't know who you are and how you fit into this story. Stop Interesting. yelling at me. That, oh, wow, that's crazy. Because, like... On my okay, well, that's interesting. That's probably what. That's probably maybe on like not that you need to go watch it multiple times. So maybe on like multiple viewings. Because on my first viewing, I was completely like I understood. Like I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know who Batista was because you don't know who Batista is till later on, and he calls the Baron his uncle, and you're like, oh, okay. But he's like, but when it, he's yelling because because uh, during I think there was some narration or something. Someone says. I, I, I even think... Oh, it might have been... Um, I, 
well, it's, po, it's it might have been the father. But someone says Zendaya says it, and then uh, like uh, the Paul's dad, Paul's father says like they're not going to be happy that they and they're talking about sabotage and they're talking about like how they left them um, like really handicapped for the situation. Uh, so there's yeah. and then you cut over to them and Batista's pissed off. He's like, "How can we let this happen?" And it's like, well, I. I think that's where I kind of fucked up at first because like literally the movie opens with Zendaya essentially going, here's the exposition. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for that. Like I was ready for like an action sequence and then you kind of see the fallout of the action sequence. And then it's like, like that was the day everything changed. Here's some exposition, but and then you can like kind of like uh, like th- again like I'm I'm like this is an easy comparison to make, but like when you look at uh, Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. Fellowship of the Ring, like that opening exposition sequence in Lord of the Rings is like 15 minutes long, and you see every minute detail of it. Yeah, and yeah. here it's like, all right, we got two minutes to tell you these are the Harkonnens. This is the the planet of uh, fuck. Where where does where does Zendaya live? They Not they also Greece. they also call it Dune. I I read the first page of the book, so they just... Dune. <laughs> like Arrakis. its name is Arrakis, Arrakis, but they also yeah, call okay. it Dune. But she's like, all right, the Harkonnens are taking over my planet Arrakis and spice and 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 like it was one of those things where like as I was watching, it was just like like thirty seconds goes by, and I like kind of adjusted myself I was like oh shit i wasn't ready what what happened <laughs> oh, oh fuck ow oh, god they literally and it's that thing where like they lit they literally tell you everything that you need to know in the first minute <laughs> but if you're not paying attention in the first minute you're gonna be lost for the next two hours and 35 minutes motherfucker yeah i i can understand that but i i mean i i oh, like I said, it's still a slow burn movie. So even there could be parts where you could just zone out and miss something. And I, I don't know. I was intrigued. I think that's what the movie does well. Is like it, even for a slow bone burn movie, is like I was intrigued the whole way uh, because I was in. And and I think I I think the movie wants you to be invested in not just the characters, if that makes sense. Like that's my assumption, and that's how. That's how I ended up watching it, but I wasn't trying to watch it that way, right? Because, like like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I assumed this was going to be a huge action blockbuster film. Like, I went into there thinking it was going to be a huge action blockbuster film. I knew the book was slow, and I knew the movie was, like, I didn't know if the movie was intended to be slow. Uh, And then when I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> But but yeah, like that uh I think like having the characters be the, the way that they were worked for me. And mm-hmm. in no ways do I think that works for everyone. And I can totally understand cuz it's really hard. It's really I like like you watch other stuff, especially with media, and I and I want to talk about this next time we do the podcast. Like, is mm. our and I brought this up to you one time. Are Marvel films, are superhero films, not just Marvel films, are superhero films like ruining cinema? And that's right. a very like that's a very dramatic way of saying right. it. But 
we're gonna pretend on that episode because <laughs> we love MCU, but we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a digital hero roundtable podcast dark. Yeah, it'll be we're like pretend the, that we hate it. The digital villain roundtable. <laughs> oh, what's up, dude? When you do it, you should be like. Mm, what's up, fellow villains? Welcome to the digital round table. <laughs> and just, just, just do like a maniacal laugh. Voice. Yep, this thunder uh, like looming in the background. Uh, where me, Mario, and my co-host Jeff. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Instead of my usual hi. <laughs> I go, hello. We're, we're totally gonna do that next. <laughs> we're done. It's done. It's happening. There's no. There's no way it's not happening. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm gonna channel so much death metal. Oh like, my god. Here's the problem with Tony Stark, you motherfucker. You ruined everything. Oh my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. I love that. <laughs> and that just made Dude, my, my night. <laughs> my, my vocal cords cannot. We're not actually going to do that. My vocal cords cannot take two hours of not that. not the whole show. But, no, no, know, no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do the intro about joke about, but not the whole show. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll be totally appropriate because we'll sound like we're gremlins and goblins on Halloween night, except it's you know middle of November. Middle middle November. Uh, we're <laughs> we're we're demented turkeys yeah uh but uh but i I think i think i I feel like i'm i'm i feel like i'm talking in circles i may have gotten redundant i feel like i i'm saying something but i don't but i i I think i i feel did i get my point across does that make sense like those scenes i i just i like the snippet of character i guess i got so distracted by no, the lore I, the, the way that you talked about like that opening breakfast scene for example is like oh shit like mario mario was literally picking up shit that i was not okay, okay. and and i think and, and again like i i i want to make sure that i say this over and over and over again is like i went into this going i don't want to watch this movie i don't have an interest in this movie you know and so that to me is like well clearly i'm not gonna pick up on a lot of what they're throwing down because i'm and again it's not that i'm like anti-dune that i'm protesting the movie no it just for whatever reason and 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 you know what i i blame covid i'm gonna be honest i blame covid like i i was super hyped on this movie when the first trailer came out and and like hearing about who was in it and who was involved was like holy shit this looks awesome and then a fucking year and a half went by and I just kind of lost interest, you know, like, uh, and, and I, I know we, uh, kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, last week when we were talking about, okay, next week is Dune. And the, the comparison that I made was like, well, I'm D and D five E or, or no, uh, the MC, like imagine if the MCU is, is D and D five E yeah, and Dune is Pathfinder. Basically. I don't want to learn a whole new rule set. I don't want to learn a whole new set of mechanics, blah, 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 that comparison. Like, I feel like that's the reason why, like, you could objectively look at, like, Shang-Chi, for example, which is an episode that we did where I was super hyped on the movie. And it's like, well, Jeff, like, technically, that in and of itself is Pathfinder. Like, yeah, it takes place in the MCU, but it's a whole new set of characters. It's a whole new set of lore. It just happens to fit into something. And I'm like, well, yeah, 
but no, I like you could that argue that it's Pathfinder into the MCU, which yeah. I have an interest. Like I'm, I'm already pot committed to that yeah. shit, and this is like just a different campaign. Well, on top of here's the thing, D and D, whereas no, Dune is its whole separate thing. You can't. I don't think you can compare Dune to any of the MCU films. Like honestly, they're they are. I mean, we already talked about Denis Villeneuve's. Uh, opinions on the MCU, so we know where he stands. Yeah, so we know. It's we... clearly a completely different thing. <laughs> we definitely know where he stands. Like the thing, the problem. Here's the thing. Like MCU is a and and we talked about this a little bit during the the non spoiler uh, cast. It's th- those are those are meant to be blockbuster films. Like those, their audience. Yeah, they're trying to grab as many fish as possible, right? Dune, like, so Marvel or Disney shows up with a fishing net, like, Dune, Warner Brothers showed up with a fishing rod. Like, they were, they, they had a specific piece of bait on there, they had it, and they threw it out there, and, like, that was it. That, that's, that's the thing, is, like, Dune... Yeah. Like, like, is Dune, Pathfinder... Dune is Warner Brothers Iron Man. In the sense that, like... Dune Part Two will be the next, like it's the start of its own full on well, franchise. I'm I'm trying to go off of your analogy before because the Dune is much. It's just different. It's like it's it's different. I'm it's comparable to other movies like Green Knight, right? Like if if someone's an MCU fan, you could you could say, oh, go watch, uh, go watch, uh. I, I could tell them to go watch freaking uh, a DC film. I could tell them to go watch Superman, Man of Steel. Go watch uh, Batman v Superman. I could tell them to go watch a Jackie Chan film. I could tell them to go watch yeah. uh, a Kung Fu movie. I could tell them to go watch uh, Die Hard, right? But, like, if someone's a huge fan of Green Knight, like, I can't really tell them to go watch MCU films. Because those are, those are just different films. Like, I could probably recommend... Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. I could probably yeah. recommend Squid Games. I could probably recommend you know, like, but I can't really recommend. I, I would recommend Game of Thrones, but I don't really recommend Game of Thrones up until season like seven, because then season seven and eight it turns into the MCU. But you, well, we're, yeah, we're like, not going like, to get into it, that. Like, that's one of the things that I love about like talking about things that I like with people. Yeah, like uh, another coworker at. Uh, half price who you don't know because she came along uh, in the last couple months she fucking loves shitty horror movies oh that's great loves shitty horror movies and i'm like oh my god kindred spirit this is amazing but i told her about malignant and i was like and and i tried to be like really vague where i was like oh my god like you gotta watch it because like he he starts doing one thing and you're like okay i kind of think i know what this is but then he does another thing and you're like oh god and she was like oh, okay i gotcha and then she came back uh, after she watched it and she was like yeah it was all right like like she was on malignant the way that i am on dune which i was kind of taken aback by i was like bro this is like the shit that we talk about and she was like well no like i mean it, it, like and, and what she ultimately described was what malignant is which is it is not actually a B movie. Right. It is James Wan riding on the coattails of Aquaman 
with fucking $40 million being like, I'm going to make a B movie, but I'm also going to make you think that I'm making one of my movies and then we're going to slowly transit. Cause like you look at malignant and like, and, and I think we talked about this, about this on that episode, which is like the thing that makes really shitty B movies charming is that they don't have any money and they don't have any time. That right. They don't know what they're doing. They're, they're pulling whatever resources they have. That's what, that's what makes a movie like The Room the greatest terrible movie ever made is because the guy literally didn't know what he was doing. So when you intentionally try to duplicate that, it's not exactly like I get it. You like that shit, but you didn't make it because you had a shit ton of money. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, so. I, and I think like we kind of discussed that in our in our podcast. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, no, but I, I I totally see where you're coming from with that. I I love that she kind of had that reaction. No offense, <laughs> because because I was like, "Fuck you!" But also, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "It's not actually a bad film." But you're like, "Are you, did you did we watch the same film?" <laughs> I get which is kind of what me and you said too. We're like, "This isn't a bad film." Like it's purposely doing this how can you be mad at the film for doing what it wants to do (laughs) well yeah it's like 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 you know like you're familiar with sharknado right yes like that so there are a lot of like there, there are a shit ton of youtube channels that cover bad movies yes they won't do sharknado because sharknado is supposed to be bad and what makes an enjoyable bad movie and this sounds shitty but this is the truth of it what makes an enjoyable bad movie is when the person that made it thinks they made fucking citizen kane and it actually turned out to be really bad like like that's what that's what makes a successful b movie is when the person making it is like okay like i'm the grit it's it's like broxer <laughs> okay dude like we're gonna totally come together and make the godfather and it's like dude you made harold and kumar go to white castle and he's like i know <laughs> that's the godfather right and you're like no dude you just made a movie about your friends going to get fast food and he's like you know what that is my epic that is my odyssey and you're like, okay, you know, okay, you know what? I see you, Broxer, and I like your style. Keep making your movies, my man. I love the the, the cut on your jib. <laughs> I feel like we got completely derailed from doing it. Hey, man, it, it would doing. it wouldn't it wouldn't be a roundtable podcast if we didn't take it somewhere else. <laughs> it really would not. I'm gonna drop the character. I swear to God. Um, on I like really. The biggest thing that we talked about was characters. I think me and you are going to agree on everything else. I think the score was magnificent. I think the uh, the the actors did a phenomenal job. I mm-hmm. uh, I think that the cinematography was great. The mm-hmm. uh, what's what's the production design? Production design, like. Uh, all Cosmonaut. the sets, all the costumes. Yes, yes. That it was just. It's Cosmonaut said this. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what he said. Like nothing is extravagant except for the costumes. The costumes are way like they're crazy. They're fun to look mm. at. Uh, 
But like the architecture and the ships and even the world. Dude, I it's, really, I really like the dragonfly ships. Same. I, I do want to throw that out there. That <laughs> is something that, like, when I saw that, I was like, "I dig this. Keep it going." I, I, the dragonfly ships were were amazing. They, I love that. The, but there's nothing that really, you know, like there's it's 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 all thematic or it, it's all themed. And it works. It works so good. And you feel like you're in another world. You feel like it's a world distant from yours. But at the same time, you could like somehow sneak in there and fit in. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. My last little thing that I want to say about the characters. Uh, rounded off uh, while I'm beating a dead horse. Because I was I rambled on about that for a little bit. Was that they, they, they all... It's like... They're all very militaristic. It's like they grew up this way, and it's just normal for them to live like this. And that's it. That, that's it. That's my last little tidbit on that. Mm. Uh, other than that, like, yeah. Uh, the Well, not the cinematography, but the choreography was really good. Um, no shaky camera. I could see everything that was going on in the fight scenes. Well, and... let, 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 let me ask you about that. Okay. So, because uh, you just mentioned, like, no shaky cam and everything. So, I guess. Uh, okay, keep going. I'm gonna let you finish. I, I felt like, like all of the uh, like ships flying around and shooting lasers and fireballs and stuff exploding and chasing and vehicles, that was great to me. Yeah, I felt like all of the hand-to-hand -hand combat was slightly underwhelming. In the sense that it j just, again, like just for my money, it felt very, we are actors, we are stunt people, we rehearsed this kind of, like, whenever people were doing hand-to-hand -hand combat, it just felt very choreographed, like one and a two and a three and a four and five, six, seven, eight, like people doing choreography, like a dance. As opposed to, like, oh my god, like, these people are really fun. Like, I never felt anything visceral out of the fights. Like, I, I didn't feel any, like, dirtiness to I, the fight. It, it just seemed very... It, which, again, is like, okay, cool, it's very balletic, you know? It's very kind of theatrical in that way. It looks good. But I never... Like, even when Momoa was doing his fucking death fight which is a tangent like mark mark this on your thing that i want to talk about later on uh but even when he's doing his whole like death fight in the hallway i was like this just feels like people going through choreography and i i, I don't feel any real danger from anything happening right now but that's just me that i okay so i'm i'm okay okay <laughs> I'm no expert when it comes to, like, I don't want to consider myself an expert yet when it comes to uh, choreography. Um, I think that, here, I'm going to try to cut to a scene in the trailer where they're, like, fighting for, like, okay. two seconds. Uh, I could literally pull it up on HBO and then <laughs> play the fight scene. Uh, so, okay. I think, I'm going to say something. And I could be 100% wrong, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. 
I, I think like this, the fighting in the movie works for me, uh, mainly because it, it, it fits the tone of the film. Um, that's my biggest thing is like the, the fighting has to fit as well as the tone. It's also, that's true. It's also more, Hmm. I don't want to say realistic fighting, but it's more, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word realistic. I'm going to use the word realistic and grounded. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, the reason I say this is because in a fight, what you what you do in a fight is, and like I, I want to refer back to Akira Kurosawa films, is in a fight, you test your opponent. You go in, you see what they're doing, and there's this kind of like atmosphere, there's this heavy weight to it, and then you go in and you, you, you do a little bit, you back off. Do a little bit, you back off. And that's if the fight is lasting this mm. long. Uh, even go back to, uh, I can't remember the movie. It's a movie with... Um, who played as Qui-Gon Jinn? <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And it's like, there's like fencing and things like that that are going on. And Oh, uh, uh, Rob Roy. Rob Roy. So like that that scene. That's Thank you. Going. I'll, I'll you're you're, so, you're so good at this. I'm so glad I have you as a co-host. <laughs> this is why we are, I was going to say one and the same, but that's it. We are symbiotic. We are symbiotic. This is why we are symbiotic. This is the song we sing. Uh, so like those, the fighting in those films, and I am Akira Kurosawa can seem choreographed, but there's a little more weight to like what they're doing, and when they're when they're fighting, you can see okay, he's including his training, and I think like the addition to the shields, uh, like makes things a little more interesting because they're hitting each other but they have to like when they hit them they'll bounce off the shield but they have to like hit and then slow down their movement to get past the shield uh which is what i'm assuming because he says at one point the slow blade gets through the shield uh it touches the skin right and for me i enjoyed the the hose again (laughs) i enjoyed the fighting a lot and like my favorite scene was when um Duncan is escaping, so the guy, the guy who's being played by Jason Momoa, he's escaping, and he's going up to one of the, the, the Firefly ships, and he takes out, like, two or three guys. And then the other guys are like, holy crap, he just took on three guys by himself. No fucking way am I dealing with that. But, but <laughs> like, what, does he, what does he say to the guys right before he gets in the ship? I for, I don't know. No, but that's a, that's another little gripe that I have is that the sound mix of dialogue in this movie fucking blows. Because, like, he says something... He basically is like, what? I just fucking two out... I, I just took out these two bitches? Come at me, motherfucker! Yeah. He, he doesn't say that. And, like, I wish I understood what he said, but I didn't. And I was just like, like I... He said something cool, and it's Jason Momoa, so yay! I'm excited! I heard Question something. Mark. I was like, he said... He, he pounds his... I literally don't remember. I feel like... I feel like I heard it, but I just don't remember. I, I for some he reason like, in my really head, come at me, you fools! Yeah, he said something like "respect, respect." Like that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like raving his swords at them, and then they, like they let him get. That to me ex- it, it expresses the entire film, like the the choreographing combat in this film is they see and notice talent in a fight and how a, how a fight works the only time 
the fighting doesn't work for me is whenever uh, Jessica or the mom like does a flip and like gets away from the the main sand dude uh, in the fight. Like when they're when they're caught all up right. and they're all surrounded and they're gonna kill him right then and there. Uh, that's the only time. But even then, that I I feel like that scene can you can get away with that scene because it's so small and so so short. Uh, yeah, like like that's I think the fight is more grounded and it's more. Like I, I can see where it comes off as choreographed, but they're testing each other. They're they're testing each other, going and then at the very end when they don't have shields and he's going off of his vision, they're doing it again. Where you go in and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're this is there's a certain way you fight with a knife, and and they're showing us like, oh, because even Duncan was like, these are some of the hardest guys I've ever fought before in my life, and so uh, we've only ever seen Paul kind of lose in every thing that he's done up until he has to survive because he failed at using the voice he failed at fighting he failed right. he didn't um, the right pitch right and he failed at um there's one other thing he failed at. he failed at being able to uh save his friend from like from his vision uh because he, he even says mm-hmm. like if i was there i could have saved you and then by the end of the film he succeeds at everything he succeeds at the voice. He well, succeeds and, at well, and fighting, that's... and he succeeds at changing the course of his vision. But 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 I don't I don't understand that because because I, I I guess inherently and and maybe this will change if I watch it a second time. I didn't understand the purpose of Paul's visions because essentially every time we see him have a vision it's wrong like he sees zendaya's character killing him yeah and she has like the bloody blade and the bloody hand and everything and then and he even says to momoa he's like i saw you die and i felt like if i was there it would have been different you know and then i saw you among the oh shit what what are the people called the not the the the, harkonnens or something like that no, the Harkonnens are the the bad guys. The, but who are the people with the blue eyes? Or like the fe, the oh, the the, the, the the Freeman, the Fremen, the Fremen. He says, "I saw you like I saw you among the Fremen," and Duncan is like, "Oh, so so I I meet them, <laughs> whatever." And yet, he is there when Duncan dies, but. He is just not in the same room, so I guess like that's was that was the difference. Like if Duncan hadn't locked the door, he would have been able to save him. But I, then even when he even when he and his mom after they uh, after the sandworm pops up and like goes away or whatever, and they're walking through the the mountain or whatever, like you see Jason Momoa. J- and Jason Momoa is there. You see him wearing the the like face mask of the suit, and you see his eyes. Like it's Jason Momoa. I yeah, know those yeah. fucking eyes, my man. Yeah. Uh, but he's not there. I and think... that that was just something that I was like, oh shit! Like he, oh Duncan is there. Like it just like in his vision. But then no, it was just Paul going. I remember being in this moment, and then I remember. 
long ago when I had this bit, and I was like, oh, fuck you, filmmaking <laughs> technique. Like, stop, don't show me something unless it's actually happening. So, like, I, I, I just found myself, and, and then even, real quick, uh, yeah, before yeah, you yeah. get into your thing, real quick, he even, before he's about to have the fight with the dude who challenges him to a duel, there's this vision where, like, that dude, the black guy, is like, like he is there with him in the cavern and and he's talking about he's the guy who talks about the flow like, see, and you see okay. all the close-ups of like the sand vibrating and everything and he talks about the flow you have to go with it it, it rises it falls whatever and i was like oh shit like this dude like uh, like and i'm i'm checking the timestamp you know and i'm like okay we're getting kind of close to the end I was like, okay, this dude is going to be really important in the sequel, if we ever get it. Like, he he's going to be kind of Paul. He's going to like train Paul. He's going to be Paul is is Luke Skywalker, and this guy is going to be Obi Wan Kenobi. And then five minutes later, no, Paul fucking stabs this guy. And he's fucking dead, and he's wrapped up in a fucking body wrap. And I was like, I, I, well, what am I supposed to? What what am I supposed to take from these visions? Are they supposed to inform the story am i supposed to, is that the point that i see them and i think one thing but then something opposite happens is that the point i, I just couldn't wrap my head around that well okay um i'm going to go off of i'm going to make two points here and i i don't know how like i don't know how right i am because now i need to go rewatch the movie to see these things because i initially thought the same thing like i thought that guy that he kills at the end of the film i thought he was the guy that was like his mentor but yeah that was my initial thought and then when he dies i was like okay that maybe i'm just maybe they just look similar because then yeah, or, or, i think the guy he's not obi-wan like maybe he's hot like maybe well, he's like his, his sidekick or something I, I think that guy is just like literally just some random dude I think we, I think we both just assumed yeah. it was the dude because I think the guy that he had uh, shows up later. I, I don't think we've even met that character yet. That's my assumption. Uh, that's my first assumption. The second one is Mario. Does do, does that mean that I'm just racist and I saw a black guy in a vision and then I saw a black guy <laughs> get killed and I thought it was the same guy? No, I'm serious. Like. Well, I thought the same thing too. I literally <laughs> thought the same thing. And then when, because my interpretation of the visions is a little different than yours, because I, when he uh, has, when he talks about the vision of Duncan, there's, they specifically show us the wide shot of Duncan, but they show us a lot of close ups of um, the, the girl, Zendaya. And I think it's real important for that because I think when they never really show us the vision of Duncan being killed. So, like, I think it's safe to assume that Paul had visions of, like, close-up visions of Duncan being killed. And understood that Duncan was going to die. And he understood it's going to happen in the future. And assumes it's going it's, to... It's, and it's also in an unknown location that he's, he doesn't know where it is in Atreus. So he assumes it's going to be in Dune. And then we see the vision of him with the wide shot that he found the, the Furman. And so, like, he he puts two and two together. He's like, you're going to die by the Furman. Maybe I could be there. And he doesn't... And he fails at being able to save his friend. His... From... Even though he knew his friend was going to die. And I think that's where he then learns 
like it, by the end of the film, okay, like these visions, they happen, but I have to understand like what I'm seeing. I have to do better. And so he sits there and he's just concentrating and he's just really depicting this vision of him dying to this guy. And this is, this was him like starting to like, as Orpheus would say, he's beginning to believe <laughs> and he becomes Neo and he starts to like understand his visions and he starts to take control of his own destiny. This is him right. grabbing the wheel. So I Which think makes sense because he is supposed to be the one. Right. As they say. Which again, I forgot to give you credit for this right as we enter the, the spoiler section. Yeah. Uh I think that's another thing to consider going into watching this movie is it is so important to remember that this was one of the first. Yes. Like Dune was one of the first things and it has so influenced things like Star Wars and the Matrix, you know, and everything in between and everything after that like yeah, if if you watch this and you're like, well, yeah, I already saw it in this that and it's like, well, okay, well, yeah, but this started all that shit. So give it some bonus points. Right, which is why like yeah. I made that joke on Friday. <laughs> I was like, it was like such a ripper from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you even said this guy's a Jedi and this as guy's... I was watching it, I was like yeah, he's kind of a fucking Jedi. He's a, he's a Jedi. Like, uh, he's, he's a Jedi without a sword. Oh, wait, now he has a sword. He's a Jedi. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the combat worked for me. I, I I, don't know. Like, I can't really... Every one of your points is super valid. Like, I, like you saw the movie in a different way. And I'm thinking, I'm going to rewatch this film. And think about everything Jeff said, and the film's going to be, like, Widow worse for me. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, Wait, when you say something, I'm like, huh. Wow. Yeah, he's right. But, no. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's Black Widow 2.0. I love when we have Black Widow moments now. Well, just, just in the sense of, like, we both, like... You love a thing, I don't like it as much, but we don't disagree on any point that the other person makes. I, we just, yeah. Well, it's because you are... The, here's the thing. like I, well, I speak I, I, to I, a I lot of people. It's just a testament to what taste is. Like, yeah. yeah. You have a different frame of reference than I do. And we have like we have similar tastes, but we have different tastes, and like that's the point. Is yeah. like yes, different people can watch the same thing and have different opinions about it, and not hate each other. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, I think we send out a good message to the that's world. Our, that's, that's our mission. That's our mission podcast. statement of this podcast. Well, yeah, okay. Here's another thing. Not to offend you, which I don't think I could at this point. Uh, no, I could go the rest of my life. And never rewatch Malignant and be happy. And that's totally fine. <laughs> like, because that movie, the, the, that's another point of that movie is that, like, it doesn't work on rewatch. Yeah. Like, and, and, like it needs to be 20 minutes shorter. 
But and I'm then you can rewatch it again. But I'm so happy that like you rec- you asked me to watch it, and I'm so happy we got to talk about it. But just like Dune for you, like I'm pretty sure you could go the rest of your life not rewatch Dune and just be can you could yeah, die happy. I, I will think about rewatching it for a while, and I will probably end up rewatching it at some point. But yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a testament to us, honestly. It's a testament to us, and I think, like, for sure, anyone who watches this podcast or rewatches these videos, yeah, you, like, if someone has a different opinion than you, they're... That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You should... I want to say what Jeff said uh, in a previous podcast that's kind of unrelated, but I think fits for this thing. If you see something differently educate me and i think like what you said before jeff was like if i am ignorant or er like about a certain culture or race i want to be educated in the subject that's kind of how i feel if someone has a different opinion than me is educate me in the in the in your way of thinking like in in what you Mm -hmm. saw and that's what we do and i think like if i talk to other people they're too busy trying to get their point across trying to force their will onto me that it's like well, this is no longer a friendly conversation. This is just like a debate or an argument, and I didn't—I wasn't trying to have one of those yeah. with you. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That, that's always been my thing. Is like I, 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 I too often have run into people. Did we literally lose him? Am I the one that lagged out? point Jeff, in trying to make Jeff you cut, cut out you cut out okay you just start from the beginning because you literally right. cut out right when you started talking I felt like I did because I paused <laughs> I paused for a reaction and nothing happened uh, <laughs> no but uh, I, I feel like too often I, I have heard people uh, talk about how they have conversations with people and my thing has always been like I don't want to debate anybody like I, I'm not ever trying to prove that i am right and you are wrong um uh like because when you and i talk i don't feel like it's ever a debate yeah same like the, the the point of this conversation is not okay at the end of this podcast jeff is right and R- mario is wrong or mario is right and Je- no it's like we both like have an opinion motherfucker <laughs> and just move on like who gives a shit uh, and, and, and that's kind of the, the thing is, yeah, I liked it or I didn't like it next week. Like, cause again, and, and here, here's the main reason why I, I feel like this is so important to, to, to like this, this again, this is just you and me talking on your channel. I don't know who's listening. I don't know how many people are listening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stop trying to prove each other wrong. Stop trying to call it. That, that, that is a big thing that has come up with me recently is people watching movies or watching TV shows and be like, oh, called it. It's like, who are you helping? Yeah, you seriously. Call, you called it. You, you had an opinion about a thing. That's great. Right now, we're talking about Dune. In two weeks, we're talking about Eternals. Like, who? oh, fuck Warner Brothers. Who gives a shit about Warner Brothers? We're, we're all about Marvel again. The MCU is back. Like... That's how the world works. You yep. just move on to the next thing. So 
Stop worrying about allegiances. Like, oh, DC versus Marvel. Yeah, I hate that. It doesn't matter. Because what matters is what's out that weekend. And again, like, like, if Dune is your favorite movie of all time, that's really fucking cool. Like, good on you, dude. Like, I don't blame you for thinking Dune is the greatest thing that you've ever seen. At one point, I thought Sucker Punch was the greatest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And I still love that movie, but I acknowledge how fucking stupid it is. You know? So, for sure. Now we're on now we're on a whole different thing. No, but I I think it's I think it's a but yeah it is it's a good message. It's a good message that you bring up because like we are gonna and when you talked about that podcast of those guys and like they have different opinions and uh it just makes me happy to know Mm -hmm. that probably someone's gonna listen to us and have like the same thing that you have with those guys like oh if Mario hates this I probably love it if you know right like someone. And I'm yeah. glad that we have such, like, uh, opposite taste, you know? Uh, we meet in the middle with action blockbusters, but we then go mm-hmm. our separate ways and in, in our, our own niches. And I'm, I'm so happy that we do, right? Like, like you'll, go, you'll go watch Halloween, and I won't watch it unless you ask me to. <laughs> and I'll go watch freaking, right. like, The Last Duel. And and just and, and that kind of you know what I mean? like that's what came out this month and the, and we're gonna go watch those different things and uh, we'll have an episode I I wouldn't even be bothered if I had an episode where you watched a movie and you were super psyched about it and you were just like look Mario I know you didn't want to watch this movie but let me tell you about it and then like I I just love talking to someone I love I like talking to someone I love talking to my friend. About no. our hobbies. <laughs> so stop making me cry, dude. Yeah, no. Well, this is. <laughs> I I hope to have more moments where we disagree because we handle it. We we're well, yeah, both but, we're but, both but, adults it, about it, and we handle it very professionally, whether we're exactly. supposed to or not. It, yeah, it's not even a disagreement. It is. I have an opinion. Yeah, I have an opinion. I have an opinion. That's all. Moving it is. Moving on. For um, like it's it's not even about like oh well I heard your opinion so I'm going to counter that. like no I'm I'm not gonna like if like you you have said some stuff that I'm like all right cool Mario said some stuff <laughs> I don't have to counter that I don't have to be like well Mario I see your twenty this and I will raise you ten that <laughs> <laughs> oh you Bond like, no. villain you. The uh, so I unless there's yeah. any other points you want to bring uh, up the the one point that I I did want to bring up and oh again, this oh is, you wanted to talk about Duncan or something like that I I did so so I brought up Jason Momoa yeah uh and and again this this is uh, <laughs> this is kind of slightly counterintuitive to what we we're just talking about because okay. this is me shitting on Dune for things that, but again this is just me talking so one of the things that i like to do and maybe you can relate to this but uh when i watch movies one of the things that i like to do is just go okay i i a a friend told me to go see this movie or uh, i went to go see this movie with my family because everybody's going or or, like okay i don't actually want to watch this movie for whatever reason but 
because I have a background in theater acting, acting is a thing that I really find myself getting in touch with. So I always identify with actors. Okay. And even if I'm watching a movie that I don't really have that much vested interest in, uh, if there are actors in the movie that I like, it kind of oh no, kind of boosts my morale a little bit. Where I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I might not necessarily be into this, but you know, it's got it's got these in it, so you know, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. Again, just talking for myself, and this is really just a bit. I don't care. This is just a bit. The thing that pissed me off about this movie is that every every actor that I was attached to is fucking dead by the end of this movie. <laughs> and I mean this, is, and, and I swear, I mean this is a bit, but think about it, think about it. So let, let's start at the bottom and then work our way up. So David Desmalchian is in this movie. He's, uh, he's the guy who uh, you would recognize as Polka Dot Man from the Suicide Squad. He was like the right hand guy to the the villain in Dune. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No eye, yeah. no eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. He dies from the poison. That's so right. I was like, all right, rock on. David Smallshian is 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 fucking dead. That's cool. That's oh, cool. That's no. cool. No, I see where no, you're going cool. with this. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in this. Mo- no, I no, love. He, o- he, yep. he, He's gone too because he set off the poison that killed David Smallshian. <laughs> so so never mind. <laughs> Um, cause again, like going back to Sucker Punch, I have loved Oscar Isaac since fucking Sucker Punch. I love. And Oscar I was Isaac. talking, uh, dude. I was talking. I, I remember having conversations with uh, film industry people, friends of mine from back in the day when Sucker Punch initially came out, and I was like, "This guy is fucking great." You don't understand. He he's like a really good actor because he was the bad guy in this movie. He's really good, and people were like, "That guy, dude, Jeff." I don't know what you're smoking. That guy is never going to mount to anything. Wow, really? He's in a shitty movie. And I was like, oh, he's playing Apocalypse and X-Men, and he's in Force Awakens. I'm pretty sure his career will be fine. <laughs> and now he's like the most sought-after guy in fucking Hollywood. Good stuff. Like, I, 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 I literally had that conversation with a, with an ex-coworker. And I'll say ex in, in like a bad sense, just in the sense that I'm not in the, the film industry yeah. anymore. You but guys, like, you guys yeah. used to work together, and then you, you yeah, decided to break Punch. it off. I, yeah, I saw Sucker Punch. I didn't really think anything of it, and I was like, "He's literally an X Men in Star Wars." <laughs> like, I mean, even if that was it, if he was in one X Men movie and one Star Wars movie, I you're you're pretty you're good. good. You're pretty career. good. Like, I, I mean, but, we could probably debate X Men, but to keep yeah, going to keep going. Uh, and and we'll just uh, I'll just throw this off to the side. This is the actor I was talking about beforehand, but Josh Brolin just kind of disappears. Yes, that was the one I was talking about as well. I was but like, apparently he. Oh, spoilers! I, I mean, assume spoilers. But I assumed. apparently he shows. But I was like, okay, and and again, here's my problem with with that. This is one kind of actual criticism that I will give the movie, which is Josh Brolin. You cast him in a role that he kind of just sort of goes away halfway through the movie. So either he died and you just deleted that scene for some reason, like you like they did back in the day with Lord of the Rings, or 
he's gonna come back in some sort of epic deus ex machina way in part two in which case a you you played yourself like oh i didn't see that coming like, like it's, it's it's just very telegraphed or b the sequel doesn't end up happening anyway and then it's like oh well hey josh brolin we signed you up for something that uh yeah didn't actually end up happening sorry bro uh, so that was another thing. The the one that really got me was when fucking Jason Momoa died. I was legitimately disappointed. But again, I was disappointed not because I gave a shit about the character. Again, I'm not taking a dig at the movie. It's just me. But I was like, fuck, really? Like, I, I was kind of sort of along for the ride. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't super excited about the movie, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch the movie, whatever, and then it took a while, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm into the movie, let's go, and then, really? Like, I... Da- like, Jason, I, I, don't, I don't give a, like, yeah, that's the thing, and, and this is where it's unfair for me to say this to, to people who like this movie, I get it. I don't give a fuck about Duncan Idaho. Jason Momoa died. <laughs> Fuck Duncan. I'm talking about Jason Momoa. Is not in this movie franchise anymore. He didn't say that when he was on Stephen Colbert. He should have prepared me for that. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Doing this podcast, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've rubbed off, off on me, or maybe I've just like grown into movies more. But same, dude. 100% same sentiment. I was watching the movie, but I was also, like, in my little heart that's right here, was cheering on these actors. <laughs> and just... Yeah. I was more upset that I wouldn't get to see more of Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa and these other guys yeah. than I was that their actual characters died. Not going to lie. And I'm still... Still, like, as we were talking and, like, we would get distracted and then I would I wouldn't get to bring it up. Before even this podcast, like, even when I was rewatching the movie the second time, I was like, I hate that he dies because I just, I want him to be in this movie. <laughs> well, and also because, like, like, Paul talks about it, like, in his visions. And I was like, well, wait, no, that that's what we're setting up here, right? Like, there, 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 he's here. He said earlier, you died, but I felt like if I was there, I could have changed things. Like, he's here. Yeah. Like, he's changing the future, right? That's what we're setting up? No? Okay, nope. he's just dead. He's dead. But then he comes back! Uh, but he died anyway. I'm so glad that you... That was the other thing. He, he was like, I was dead. Uh, he came back and then he died <laughs> He's anyway. toying with your heart. <laughs> Fuck you, Cal Drogo. Suck a dick. The... The, you, I'm so glad you brought that up because I need to bring up my complaint, which I don't even know if it's a complaint for me. I'm going to bring up someone else's complaint. I'm going to bring up Cosmonaut Marcus' complaint. You saw the video, right? Uh, he complains yeah. about the the doctor and how the doctor yeah. is such a crucial uh, point in the film. I didn't even realize that until he said something. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and, and apparently there was like a deleted scene. Oh, was where there? He talks about his where he, where the doctor talks about his wife. Oh, 
And I was like, that would have been pretty fucking important to include in the movie. Thank yep. you. Yep. Yep. Instead of just being like, hello, I have double crossed you because of my wife. This is completely random and new information to the audience. Like, at the very least, have him be like, hey, by the way, I have a wife. She is missing. I miss her. Uh. Yeah, at that... Give me something, dude. At that point in the movie, like, when someone is turning off the shields and killing the guards, and I I was like, okay, someone's doing something. I was like, they're not showing us who, so someone's probably... It's probably a traitor of some sorts, but I was also still thinking... Maybe they're being infiltrated by the Harkonnen. And, like, I I completely forgot that they had shields. I didn't even know what they... I didn't even realize that was a shield generator that was being turned down. I thought thought he turned off the uh, freaking... uh, The the factory to make the the spice. I thought they turned off the the spice factory. Because earlier in the movie, he says our two most vulnerable points are the refinery... And the spaceport. And I'm like, so when he goes in there and he shuts, I was like, oh, he stopped making spice. And then freaking uh, Oscar Isaac wakes up and he's going to see that the spice factory's down. And, and then, like, that's not happening. And I go, okay, what did he turn off? And it wasn't till like, I was done watching the film and I was driving home. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, the no. shields. <laughs> so... Yeah, that, that's a bit off topic. Anyways, yeah, so like whenever the, the, the doctor, it, it reveals that it was the doctor. I When I was watching the film, I was kind of just like, okay. Like, I was like, oh. Because, again, as I'm watching these characters, the doctor is another character we see. And I go, oh, wow. Uh, the, the, the wife trusts this doctor uh, more than she trusts like anyone else like she's hiding this from her husband who I, I thought they were married and then turns out they weren't but she's hiding this from her partner uh she's hiding this from everyone and, and then the doctor speaks a different language to yeah wait wait wait, wait. no real quick because you bring him a, you bring him a thing that i thought that i heard but i didn't think anything of it so wait oscar isaac and rebecca ferguson are not man and wife no they're not married because as he was going to sleep I, I could have sworn that he said, I wish you were my wife. Or he I said, wish I made you my wife or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, he said, I should have made you my wife. I, or he said, I should have married you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember saying that and I was like, wait, what? Ah, no, okay, I and probably like, just misheard, whatever. I so didn't. Wait, that, that's, a, that's important, but also who gives a fuck? But also, why would you put that in the movie if it didn't matter? Yeah. Like, that, that's again where I'm split on this movie of like, does that mean anything? I don't know. Like, well, what, and then like, again, is, I was It's half a movie, so. Here's the thing. thing. Am I supposed to read into that? Because it's going to play into the next movie that may or may not happen? I don't know. It doesn't. Okay. eh. Well, okay. Here's how I look at it. So, this is how. This is why this news. this This was news to me about the doctor. And I think this is why it got cut. And, like, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to agree on the fact that it got cut. And I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the film this way. I do understand the blight, but 
Whoa, shish kebab. I'm about to get freaking. The music uh, switch to music that is copyright and I'm <laughs> I, I caught it uh, I, 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 I caught it after some time but luckily we were talking over it and I keep the music really quiet so thanks Spotify for freaking I don't know why it does it automatically like jumps to another track I guess relate not even related just it just ju like I'm on a playlist and I want it to stay on this playlist. Maybe I should hit that loop de loop thing to stay on the playlist. Uh, I'll know that for the future. Anyway, sorry. Wow, that's that's all. Uh, sorry, podcast listeners. <laughs> Let me. Um, okay, we're gonna pretend like that never happened. So here's why I'm gonna say like the scene with the doctor getting deleted because um, throughout the film, there's this tone of everyone you get snippets of personality like i was like i explained uh before plenty of times and as you're getting snippets of these personalities they're doing exposition to lore so with the doctor the first time we really see him is whenever the the wife or as the the main villain says it the concubine because that's what verified for me that they weren't married was whenever uh the, the guy was like, we killed your concubine and your son. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're definitely not married oh. now. <laughs> and so, like, then, so th whenever um, she's talking and she says, I trust you. Like, you're not going to tell anyone. He's like that. And then he has a moment where he speaks to Paul in a different language. So it's like, okay, well, they have a relationship so much so that they... Well, he initiates the conversation in a different language and Paul continues with it. So you can assume that the mom doesn't know the language or you can just assume that he's just comfortable with speaking to Paul, which would could me being racist right now is probably his native language and yada yada. <laughs> so it's okay for you to do it. <laughs> uh, but so then there's that, and then the only other time we really see him is whenever Paul has, like, in a quotation, air quotation marks around this, uh, or an allergic reaction to the spice. And so, like, he's the first person that uh, these guys go to for their health. So he's well-trusted within the family, and he has a, a standing relationship to them. That is technically all I need to know about that character, uh... For there to be a, a twist, and then the twist is, oh, he is, he's a person that, uh, that is, that has a life, I guess, outside of the Atreides family. And that's like, oh, snap. Because if he, if that deleted scene was still in the film, I feel like it wouldn't, I'm sure it would fit, given the talents of Denis uh, Villeneuve, but... He would have been the only character that would have had a another quotations around with this another like hobby another he would have had he would have been the only character that would have had an extra moment in the film to explain what his life is outside of the Atreides family. Mm -hmm. So that I think is the reason why they took it out, 
And I, I, I like, yeah, I, it would have been important to know, oh, this guy, like, because it kind of does what Black Panther does, where Black Panther fails. Because, like, Black Panther tries to have five plot twists in one when it should have just been, hey, the audience knows something that the main character doesn't, and then that's it. Right. So I think that could have worked better for the film. But I can see why they went the direction that they did. Uh, it kept the same tone. And then it shows that the villain um, uses people. Because he uses the, the, the Benedrachi or the, right. the, the witches. The, and then he uses the Atreides. And he uses this guy. So it shows that the villain, um, even though he has the forces to do things, he likes to... He likes to play chess rather than brute force. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's I, that's how I saw it when I, I was I watching the film. Was, I guess what I was looking for, and and again, not to not to directly compare the Dune novel to the Lord of the Rings novel, because Frank Herbert, J.R.R. Tolkien, like separate camps, you know, whatever. Yeah, but. Ultimately, I think what my takeaway from the Dune movie is that I did not get what, like, I did not get from Denis Villeneuve what Peter Jackson gave us in Hobbiton. Where. Yeah. And, 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 and again, this is just kind of echoing or, or, or adding emphasis to what I was saying, you know, fucking two hours ago. But. In the Lord of the Rings, you have that whole section that is just, here is who fucking hobbits are. Yeah. Here is everything that hobbits stand for. Here is all of what hobbits are. Therefore, you it, it constantly lingers back to when you get to Return of the King, when fucking Sam and Frodo are at the precipice of Mount Doom. All hope is lost. They're fucking done. Like, Frodo's ready to give up, and Sam is like, remember so-and-so doing this in the fields? Remember so-and-so doing this in the bar? You know, and he tells that whole tale leading up to, you know, ultimately, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he fucking puts Frodo on his shoulder. You know, Hob Hobbiton. Like, that. that's what we're fighting for, man. That's what we're there for. And I just didn't quite get that from this movie. Yeah, you know, can I I, I? I just, I just don't quite. I, I still just don't like. I, I understand. Here are these people. Here's what they're doing. Here are those people. Here's what they're doing. But what if that's their personality? And, what, what but, if that but, is but their personality? Is like that, it's just. But that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I think. That's what this is. Like and that's totally fine. Look at what's just not quite Look at what Paul does for his free time. He literally like spends his free time uh reading textbooks and learning different languages. Yeah. Like he doesn't play chess, he doesn't go play with other kids, he doesn't like he is probably younger than us, I would assume. And his father, oh, yeah. his father trust him enough to join in on war councils and no one blinks an eye at it. Like there's no one that's like, 
he's too young. There's no one that's like, oh, he's he's too immature. Cool, actually, he's too arrogant. Like, yeah, everyone's like, hey, you made it, boy. Hey, welcome, buddy. And like, yeah. that's another thing. They whenever cool. whenever the villain says the emperor who literally delegates worlds out to factions <laughs> he has the power to just say hey that's your planet now have fun i also expect you to make me a lot of money from this planet and if you don't well bad things are going to happen all right and so like the villain tells us that the emperor is scared of these guys and it's like well why is he scared yeah, of these guys it. well their entire life is militaristic they're like spartans like they don't know anything else but how to be a military from what i'm being told i literally don't know if they have any sports or i know <coughs> they used to they used to uh what's it called fight bulls like his old his great grandfather yeah because he has that miniature that he keeps cutting back to right it's, it's like, like the the matador and the bull like he used to fight bulls but there's this whole thing where did like, he i don't know his I, I honestly couldn't tell you the significance of, of of that figurine so like 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 so so whenever paul is going over to uh his father and he says hey I want to go, I want to be one of the ground forces that go there first. And he's like, no, you're not ready. I still need you to train. Like, I need you to learn. You still need to learn. And he's like, well, grandfather fought bulls. And I and I was like, that's such a weird comparison, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, but if but you think then, about it. But then you go to another scene and you have the matador figurine there. Right. And but makes sense. But the thing that's happening is that they're and and his and uh, Paul's father's response to that was and look where that got him. It's they their right, culture well. has grown so far that like they've turned into Mario's. They don't have fun anymore. Fun is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like his father sees him being like he says, "Well, I wanted to be a pilot at one point, but you know." And the whole thing turns into like responsibilities. Like your grandfather was not upholding his responsibilities. But the fact that Paul compared bullfighting to going out with Duncan to to um to scout out a planet and those were the same things and his father says, "Hey, look, you can't have fun." Like the uh, the, the idea of fun is scouting out going out on a military scouting mission. For these people. <laughs> that, that's. That. I was like. Okay. They. They're just Spartans. All they do is military, military, military. Like. That's all they know. That's why. That first scene with his mom at the dinner table is. Let's practice. Like you're having breakfast mm -hmm. right now. Looks like you have some free time. How about you put in some work. You lazy bitch. And he's like. Oh, okay fine mom. Well, sorry. And. and <laughs> And, and same thing with his father, you know, during the rescue mission where, you know, they're like, sir, this is blah, 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 however much of spice. And he's like, fuck. And, and, I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, so he doesn't say fuck. But he's like, fuck the spice. You know, and he's his thing is like, I don't give a shit about, like, all the resources. Like, get your men on board these ships yeah. before these fucking sandworms get here. 
Yeah, he values like his thing is is human life. It's not about you know the the resource. Like yeah, like he didn't come here to cultivate resources. Like yeah, that's part of it. But at the same time, like he's not gonna you know sacrifice fucking life to it. Right, and that's uh, I don't know, like I I I guess. I guess, like, we definitely watch this film in, <laughs> in different ways, but your your take on it, every everything you say, I like, I can't help but agree with. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's uh, again, like, it, it's it's a weird movie to talk about, and and that's why you know when I went to work today, I was like, did you see Dune? I no, think... you didn't see Dune? Okay, cool. And if they saw Dune, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, it, it was weird. Like, when I found that people hadn't seen it, I was more excited. Because I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, no, no. I, I'm just not saying anything because I don't want to raise your expectations. I, I don't want to, you know, skew with your excitement level, you know, whatever. But then when people had seen it, I was like... Oh yeah, you have to. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, you like it? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Oh shit, I I got orders. I I gotta I gotta go back to work. You know, because it, it's it's just a very down the middle movie for me. Where I'm like, I I don't hate it. I'm not, and I'm not trying to hate on it. Of I'm course. not trying to talk shit about it. I'm not trying to down it in any sort of way. <laughs> it is an amazing cinematic achievement. It just again, like on that personal level like i think nobody nobody's dealing with nobody is dealing with anything that i can relate to yeah everything is so otherworldly and so political and so outlandish that i'm like like does anybody deal with needing to take a smoke break oh yeah like i i can i can relate like nobody needs it you know just just little like does anybody want ice cream but they know that they're lactose intolerant you know (laughs) there's like dumb shit like that like nobody has like a little tiny thing no no okay there's cool like this is amazing it's just not for me right no and like i think there's also this thing about me and i've said this in the past where I look really deep into films. I probably look too deep into films when I watch them. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Uh, and I think this film helps weird viewers like me look deep into something. All right, and again, this film's very niche. It's very niche. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just happy to have someone to talk about it with. <laughs> I'm going to have one oh. coworker that I can talk to with about it. And that's going to be fun. But uh, I, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. I got to talk to you about it in length. Let's just say I'm, I'm glad you got to watch it, and I know it's fun seeing the different parts. And it, like talking to you helps me learn about myself as a movie. Because really, when you're the only one watching movies, and there's no one really else that watches movies, and you don't really get to have like lengthy conversations with people about movies, you start to feel like everyone watches movies how you watch movies you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it starts yeah. to get, uh so it's real it's it's real refreshing that's it, to learn it about makes myself. it more interesting yeah you know like it's one thing to be like i watched a thing and it was amazing and then when everyone around you is like it's amazing it's amazing and then you know it, it it's another thing when people are like oh i thought it was amazing for something completely left of center and you're like <laughs> wow 
I thought of something completely different. And you're like, oh shit, like, like, uh, ah, fuck, I can't think of it. I can't think of anything right now, but, but I have had that, you know, once in a while right. where, uh, like I come out of a movie where an actor has a look on their face and I was like, that looked really redemptive and optimistic. And, and one of my friends was like, no dude, like they're setting up a sequel. That's never going to happen where that dude's going to fucking take over the world. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, like, yeah. uh, but uh yeah it's 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 uh, fun to have different opinions. You you started out in the the non-spoiler one so I'll go ahead and start uh this time around. Uh after speaking to Jeff and going over the spoilers and th- and things of that nature, my opinion definitely kind of has changed about the film. I I I look at it in a different Ooh. light. I think even though I went into this film very blind and knew nothing about the source material uh, I still kind of like had this, the, the film was still kind of catered to me and I didn't realize it was going to be catered to me. And that made me have a biased opinion. And I felt like I knew I had a biased opinion. I, uh, will say this before it, this, the, the, the film is something that I would recommend to people, um, with a warning. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I would recommend it, and I will tell them it's for kind of what I've said all night. It's for a niche audience. It's a slow burn, and it's not really. It's 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 not your typical. It's not your typical lighthearted film. It's not. It's not a film. If you like lighthearted films, it's not one of those things. I shouldn't say lighthearted. It's not a. You get what I'm going at, but it <laughs> it's a very niche film. Uh, I do recommend it with a grain of salt just be prepared for what you're going to watch however i still recommend it if you are just a huge fan of like cinematography and cinema in general because you'll just love almost everything in this film and what what gets done it's it's nearly uh, a mastercraft at what it what films can mm-hmm. be and what you know how they can be um <clears throat> my rating for the film still stays the same if anything i'm gonna take away my 8.75 and my 8.5 and it's gonna be a solid eight with a with a seal big old stamp of approval go watch this film and freaking love it and enjoyed it uh but yeah critically i'd give it an eight uh mainly because me and jeff talked about a little bit with the uh characters there really there really isn't any personality and i didn't kind of realized that until jeff pointed that out to me so like the personality uh that hurts the film and could maybe i don't know maybe it hurts the film maybe it doesn't hurt the film you could say these characters aren't supposed to have personality and then my rebuttal would be well this film isn't supposed to have as much action as it did so ha (laughs) and uh the other thing is i guess that main plot point with the dude like it's a very pivotal point in the movie maybe give us some more motivation behind it uh give us some more character motivation i mean there's enough character motivation but i don't know it, it it came off as a plot twist even though we i i think it didn't hit as strong as the audience might think it is still <clears throat> uh eight out of ten fantastic film go recommend it uh pass it over to jeff I will say, if you are a hardcore cinephile, hardcore sci-fi person, hardcore recommend, obviously, because that checks all those boxes. 
Um, it, if you're just kind of a casual, I like to go watch movies to be entertained. Um, it again, it, it, it just comes down to a, a, a pragmatic standpoint of if if you're willing to throw down some shekels to go see this in a the theater, absolutely go see it in a the theater. If you're a little on the fence of like, no, I'm a hardcore cinephile, but I don't know, then, you know, maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. This movie is so polarizing. Mario, this is such a difficult one. I want to recommend it to the people who feel like they want to see it. But yeah. if, I, I guess that's that's ultimately where I'm that's, at. That's where you're at, gung, yeah. If, if you were gung-ho oh my God, I saw the trailers. I love Jason Momoa. I love Zendaya. I love people who are in this movie, blah, blah, blah. By all means, go see it. You'll probably get whatever you want out of it. If you're a little on the fence, then you probably will like it more than you thought, or you might not like it. Um, and if you're just like, Dune, what's that? Then don't bother. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Are you still abstaining from scoring it? Uh, I guess you did score uh, it before, but are you yeah, still... I, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just 5 out of 10. Just because yeah. it, it's just very down the middle. Um, there's nothing... I, I, I will again say, there's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't hit me in any sort of meaningful way. So, 5 out of 10. Do you think it deserves its um, like the 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 box office that it's getting, like the forty million and the two hundred twenty? Do you think it's well deserved I, or misunderstood? It's misplaced. I do, just from the spectacle standpoint of it. Um, it it is amazingly realized in terms of uh, cinematography and production design and, and costume design. Um, yeah, I I hope it gets a part two, but if it doesn't, then I don't care. <laughs> I, I like again, it, it's that thing where like I, I I look at it and I'm like, yes, this is an amazing achievement of cinematicness. That it's great that this movie exists. If it didn't exist, I would also continue living my life. Well, that sounds so fucked up. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's that's your opinion, dude. And like, that's fine. I personally, I want this to get a part two. I can't like, I'm gonna be thinking about part two. I'm gonna go read the book. I'm I'm on the Dune train right now, and <laughs> uh, so I'm I, I'm riding the worm. I'm riding the worm with everyone else. <laughs> so that's fine. Like, don't feel bad about your opinion, dude. Like, you don't. You don't have to like what's trending. I I know I definitely don't at a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you for you guys listening. If you're catching us, uh, you can always catch us on any podcast like Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Catch, uh, watch this on YouTube. Leave us a comment below, or if you watch this on the comment, find us at YouTube at Digital Hero One Zero One, and you can uh, leave us a comment your thoughts whether you liked it was it polarizing what did you like about it what did you not like about the film as well as if you do want to find one of our podcasts go to uh digital round table is where you'll find us thank you until next time play nice
Oh.